in three, two, one, and we're live. One, two, three. Guys, welcome back. We took a week off because we took a trip. But don't think we just took a trip to have fun. We did it for the show. We visited breweries. We visited speakeasies. And this week, we even have someone's whiskey that hasn't been released on the market yet. So we're always working for you guys and our fans around the world. Jeff, we had a good time in St. Louis. I'm super excited about getting back into the show tonight. So... What have you been doing this week, man, since we got back on Sunday? Uh, recovering. Yeah. Taking my wife to the emergency room. Um, and work has been uh, fast and furious, but um, it's been a good week. It was a good week. I had a good weekend, so it was a good week. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was, uh, it was super tiring coming back on Sunday. I didn't think I would be that <laughs> tired. I think we pushed it a little too hard the last night. Well, you know, I hear you got pictures of me with selfies while I was sleeping. I did. In the I Uber did. on the way to the airport, a little, a little hungover. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you'll have to show me those. Uh, yeah, don't, don't be embarrassed, man. <laughs> oh, not I'm at not. all. Don't be embarrassed at all. I so, it. we posted a couple videos from. Well, I guess one video from there, but we took uh, a lot of photos and then posted some stuff on Facebook, just in the the different things that we were doing. Um, and you know, I was really shocked how fun St. Louis was. I had I, never been there before. Too. Yeah. I had never been there before. And, um, it, I thought it was a really, really good trip. I, I thought everything that we went and did that, that got kind of planned out was great. It was my first hockey game that I ever saw. Uh, and it was great. I absolutely love the hockey game. And everyone tells me that that was the best hockey game that I could have ever seen because, not only do we have a regular game between division rivals and they're fighting for like first, second, and third, uh, we had overtime, we had a yeah. sudden death shootout. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, so we had everything that we could possibly, and I'm absolutely sold on hockey now. And I, and I was excited. Well, first of all, I haven't gone to many uh, hockey games live. I, we went to a Stars game earlier this year when they played, I don't even remember who they played. Um, but anyway, uh, the Predators, actually. Uh, other than that, I hadn't been to a hockey game in at least 10 years. And, oh, really? Uh, so, yeah, it had been that long. Uh, but it was incredible. We had great seats. I was excited. Your first hockey – I mean, I remember, you know, watching on TV doesn't do it justice. I mean, when, you, when you're there live and, you know, the fans – and these guys are so talented. They can skate backwards on a dime, and they're fast, and they're big, and they hit. It was, it was really awesome. So, I'm glad you got to – uh, enjoy that for the first time. And I'm glad we got to do it together. It was a lot of fun. Well, speaking about the fans, you know, that was the thing that really amazed me. So <clears throat> to set it up before we went, we, we decided we would all go out and have dinner. We'd kind of been out during the day and gone to the arch and stuff like that. And we decided we would go to dinner, uh, probably about, I would say three, four blocks away from the stadium, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> have dinner and then go into the game. Well, I don't think we could have picked a more St. Louis blues, <laughs> Yeah. restaurant possible it was called the note i guess we really didn't think about it when we had decided but we go in and the way i describe it to people is you could have heard a pin drop right uh, yeah it was absolutely 
you know, everyone turned around and looked at us. We said, hey, play it cool. Everyone be good. We'll just go sit at our table. Right. We'll eat. We won't bother anyone. Walking we got along in with enemy the, territory, man. Absolutely. We we got along with the bartenders. They were great. And, 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 you know, shout out to the note. They were excellent to us. They, you know, even though we were Dallas Stars fans, we had people come up. I don't know if I'm going to say I'm questioning their intentions, but <laughs> we did have someone come up from another table and hand us a whole bowl of fries. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah cool year. I, I did not have one of them. I did not either. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but, you know, everything's going smoothly, and then all of a sudden, another table comes in. And oh yeah, it's some people from Plano. They're, of course, Dallas Stars fan. And they have, I would say he was probably nine or 10, would yeah. you say? Maybe older, oh, yeah. maybe 12. That's, that's I, don't, I don't know. He, yeah. he was, you know, they had two. Nine big, or 10 going on 40. Yeah. So they came in in all their Stars gear. Once again, you can hear a pin drop. Except they act a little different when they come in than when we came in. Their son proceeds to tell every Blues fan in the bar, your team sucks, our team's better, and you're going down tonight. Right. Not only did he do that, though, he came to his table. He sat down for, I would say, uh, two, three, four minutes maybe, and got up and proceeded to tell every <laughs> single table in the place that he was a Dallas Stars fan, that the Stars were going to win, and that not only did the Blues suck, but Blues fans sucked. Yeah. I, you know, when he started interacting with us, he was a, a very personable uh, a, a good young man and his parents, you could tell they, they, they allowed him to be free and talk to adults, not right. like creeper stuff. But um, it was really cool. I, he asked us some interesting questions. He was pretty um, – uh, it was totally random, as, as a 9- or 10-year-old would be. But I, I enjoyed it. And then, you know, the Blues fans there, I think, got a hoot out of him giving him the business. I think that was uh, a little bit endearing of them. It was a lot of fun. It was pretty funny watching and, him and play I the crowd. And I will say that, too, about the Blues fans. I was yeah. super impressed, super surprised that everyone that sat around us in the game was having fun with this, joking back and forth. No one was – not one person was rude. I, it doesn't – And, you know, matter. there was a couple of us wearing Stars jerseys. We all had Stars gear on. Um, I fell through a seat, almost killed a woman. But – no, they were. It was really cool. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that one for a minute. So, <laughs> when you fell through that seat during the the game, I think we were on a, a pregame. Was it pregame? It was pregame. Yeah. Okay. It, it just... So uh, Jeffrey had had a couple of drinks so far, uh, and I don't know what you were trying to do, but you like stepped down into the row below us or something. To uh, get so something? I was going to the bathroom. Long line of people to get out. So I said, oh, I can just go over one row down. There's only two people there. I'm not inconveniencing anybody. Luckily, my athletic ability saved me. Okay. All right. I think you might be first. taking that a little too far. Okay. My unathletic ability almost killed me. And then, um, yeah, shoe come off. Yeah, we're good. Um I think you scared but, that woman in front of you. I thought she thought you were going to land on her. I, I did. And I you did. did. I will give you that. You did catch yourself. Uh, 
You did you lose. You know, when your you shoes. got a tinkle and it's cold and you've been drinking beer, you got to go tinkle. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And, though, you know, and, and I, this is going to be a weird thing that I noticed, but that bathroom was humongous. Like it had a ton it of was. stalls and the line was out into the hallway. Like, yeah. Every single time you tried to go to the bathroom there. So we made it through that. I got a text at the end of the game because we kind of got separated. Uh, your wife's uh, nephew was there, right? Yes, her nephew, nephew and her was friend there. Jeff they was were there. they were uh, blues fans, so they came. They were sitting with us too, um, but we got kind of separated because everyone was kind of trying to figure out where we were going to go after that. Um, and all of a sudden, I get a text that said, "We'll catch up with you guys in a minute." Uh-huh. Jeff is in trouble, and so I text back, "What?" And they said, "Jeff just knocked a blues fan out." <laughs> And I thought, holy shit, we, we made it through the whole game. We're ready to right. leave. We haven't had any trouble, and Jeff gets in a fight. So being the great friend of yours that I am, I come back to go in and check, right. check on you and see what's happening. Well, as I make my way up the tunnel back <laughs> into the stadium, I notice about 12 security guards standing <laughs> in the area that our seats were in. And I thought, oh, here we go. We're, we're all in trouble. And they said, can we help you? And I said, yeah, I'm just looking for my friend. He said that he was having a little trouble in here. And they said, well, there's no one here. And I looked around the the entire stadium and no one was in there. And they said, do you think maybe he's hiding under a chair? I said, I can see him doing that, but I don't think this guy's going to hide under a chair. No, won't fit. So we found out everything was good. You guys were just messing around. We leave. We go to uh, a couple bars down Mm -hmm. the street. um, and had a good time uh everybody had some more drinks we we uh you bought us that that shot that tasted that tasted just like a gummy bear what what i don't remember what what was that it was called a gummy bear oh exactly, yeah. exactly. So, oh uh, you know what we got our dance on man we 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 had some good 80s 90s he's going in there the rap was going uh uh shout out to uh andrea she uh Sprang her foot and still danced her butt off. Um, little freaky, little tweaky. What's up? Um, no, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Now, you had a little trouble with the women. I did? You, you couldn't keep them off you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when you – yeah, it's not true. Um, I just think it was just – I was a uh, victim of the you situation of a bunch went- of women that were just – Dancing on all sorts of men. When the girl came up to you to dance, you actually turned to your wife and you said, I don't know what to do. What, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, because I usually need her guidance with just about everything. So uh, I knew the right thing to do, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I shouldn't have even asked that. I should have just known. Just turn around and start dancing with your wife. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you recovered well, you recovered well. So yeah. after we get done there, we decide, Hey, we're going to head to white castle. We go to white <laughs> castle. That was fun. We, we, uh, we order like 20 cheeseburgers load of, we, we order a ton of stuff. We have a lot of people with us. I think we have one, two, three, four, five, six people with us. Plus the Uber driver that we had, we got to meet some locals in the parking lot. Uh, they, uh, were how would you describe them be very careful a little wound up yeah uh, a little wound up I, I think they were trying to fight every single car that passed them yep 
Yep, yep. Uh, so we get it. We go back. We um, we have our food. We go upstairs. And I think, uh, and being completely honest, I think I felt worse Sunday morning than I felt the whole time there. Uh, there's no doubt I did. I, I, I did. It, it all caught up with me. But you know what? Sometimes it's a sacrifice you have to pay. Absolutely. To um, to promote your podcast. To and, and um, we were really trying to promote it to anyone that would listen to us. To please your women. To um, to just having fun. It's just a sacrifice you have to pay. Yeah, like we said, St. Louis was a great time. We went up in the arch. That was the first was time cool. I'd ever done that. That was very cool going Close up there. Close quarters on the way up. It was like a freaking. Yeah, it was very. And, and you actually told that uh, new couple yeah. that you had lost your wife the day before. They were like, "Oh, we've been married this long." Yeah, oh, my wife left me yesterday. Yeah, yeah she about. <laughs> if that girl could have jumped out of that pod, she would have right then. Absolutely, <laughs> she couldn't look me in the eyes. <laughs> I uh, when we got up to the top, the only problem that I really had with the arch was that um, when you get to the very top of it, it gets super like unsteady. Um, yep. stepping on it the floor there's no flat portion to the floor it's curved the entire entire way whether you're going up or down uh and the floor feels pretty i mean it it moves pretty mm -hmm. good and then everyone up there is bumping into each other and then for yep. some reason they had turned off the air conditioner right before oh, we got up there yeah so it, it was, was like cold yeah and there was a lot of people just there's no time limit on who can you can stay up there as long as you want eat a sandwich have a picnic. So um, I didn't understand how allowing everyone to just stay up there. Yeah. Out. So we didn't stay very long. We make, we took our photos, which we took some good ones. Got to see some really cool, you know, the river on, I don't know, that might be the west side. Um, Saw the then, stadium on the other side. Yeah, stadium. We got to see Cardinals. It, it was all really good. And we got out of there. It was just yeah. right. And, and, you know, and maybe looking back on it, maybe that's why they don't set a time limit because I don't think that they're going to have people that just want to hang out right. there for an hour. Yeah. So maybe maybe that makes it better by not saying you, you can be here five minutes because then that keeps them there because they might get out like we did, be up there, you know, five, ten minutes and, and go. Uh, yeah. Instead of saying, oh, you got to stay up here 15 minutes and we do a little show for you and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But overall – I thought it was very cool. I was very glad that I did it. Um, Plus, there's a lot of stuff. There's a museum downstairs. So yep. there's really more to, to see downstairs, to be honest with you. Once you're up there, you have the experience. You go down, and you can have a history lesson, take some silly photos, whatever you want to do. Now, we also went to a speakeasy while we were there after we went uh, over to the hill and had a great Italian dinner. Yes. It was absolutely spectacular over there. Yep. And we good. had been told to go over there and eat, and we did, and and it did not, it did not uh, disappoint at all. And was, um, some of us um, fell down in potholes while the husband was shaking the Uber driver's hand. But that's true. You know. And you did not. Well, I mean, what do I mean? I'm not saying you, you, but you did not help out at all. Someone else had to come and help out. Well, you know, I was, uh, I was assigned to the front seat all weekend so that's true you know that's true yeah so overall you know go to the speakeasy it was very cool there's a guy waiting out back in the alleyway uh and they let you in you go in it was great drinks there right uh thraxton, the thraxton or thraxton the thraxton yeah 
And uh, you go in, the building looks normal. You go down a staircase and, and then you're in a speakeasy. The drinks were great. Um, the music was awesome. It was a, it was a really fun atmosphere. It was like $5 to get in there. But the, we got there when there was probably, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, we got there early kind of for that. Yeah, kind of I place. think right when it opened up. So there was probably like six or 10 people there when, when we went in. But by right. the time that we left, there was, I bet there was 150 people in there. And it wasn't, you know what? It was an interesting, diverse crowd. Um, great for people watching. You know, you, you go in, the guy has a bow tie on, and our, our password was not our password, but we got it anyway. And uh, go down, dark, you know, dark light lighting, of course, or however you want to say The ambiance was perfect for a speakeasy. We had us little couches, a little lounge area a long walk to the bar, but we got to see the dance floor. So that was really a great vantage point for us. Yeah. And, and, and uh, we had great seats. We had all the leather yeah. couches in the place. So it was, I mean, we really did have like the prime seating. And you had place. a great smoky. Flamin' Mamie. Flamin' Mamie. Explain that drink there, DJ. So from what I understand, they take a cinnamon <laughs> stick, they set it on fire that of course smokes they set the cup on top of it smoke the glass out uh get start getting the drink ready and i don't i'm not even sure what kind of alcohol was in there uh, you know i i, I want to say like whiskey and amaretto yeah, or something it was something like that yeah when they get done mixing the drink they flip the cup back over the smoke comes out as they're pouring the drink so it catches some of the smoke in it and they they take that the uh the burn cinnamon stick they put it in with the drink kind of swirl it around it was it was good it was a little smokier than i wanted it to mm -hmm. be but it was it was a good drink yeah yeah they made a, a, a good old-fashioned and uh we got to see uh me and that couple this guy had an amazing suit on his older wife was all dressed up and they had to be in their i don't know mid 60s and they were just jamming out all yeah i, I, I admire that i've got some video i might put it up on on yeah, the of, of that guy dancing. So overall, we had a fantastic time in St. Louis. We we posted a video already, so we didn't really want to go into it at the Anheuser Busch Brewery. Very cool tour. If you're Very ever cool. in St. Louis, definitely go check it out. It's free beer all along the route. They tell you how it's made. You get to see every part of the factory, including the bottling and they actually bottle you a beer there that day. So you get to take a, a beer right. that has been bottled. Clydesdales in all their glory. Clydesdales in all their glory. And how many was it? How much do they pump out a day? So it was 1,600 bottles a minute, 16 million bottles a day. That, from that one, one facility. In that one facility. And I think they said they had 12 or 13 more facilities. It, it was all something like that across the country. It's, pretty impressive it was great the and like i said we already did a video of it so we don't want to get too far into it great food when we got done at the end they have a little restaurant there they have a beer garden that was great we had a really good time there so if yeah. you're ever in the st louis area definitely check that out yeah i would say that was that was one of the highlights other than the hockey game that was one of the highlights of yeah the, for the sure team. yeah it's a must do yeah. and and you know it really wasn't that expensive it really wasn't that crowded I don't know if it was because we went on, you know, during the weekday, but. Natty Light Hat, $12. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a, I had a great time. I'm so glad that we went there. So 
that's the trip out of the way. We've talked about it. Let's get into the news that we have for this week. And we have some pretty shocking news this week. Uh, Let's talk about the coronavirus for a minute, Jeff. So a lot of people are really worried that this is going to end civilization. They, they keep hearing doomsday sayings on the news and that people are dying and that other people have, have caught the coronavirus. But someone has figured out how to capitalize on the coronavirus. And that company is Pornhub. Pornhub. So, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't think that it's true, but it is. So let's take a look at it. (laughs) (laughs) So coronavirus porn is really something that's now available on Pornhub. And it's one of the top streaming features that they have right now. I think that they said that there's over 120 coronavirus porns that have already been made. (laughs) What? And this that doesn't is, sound right, man. Well, this comes from complex.com, uh, and it says in December, Pornhub released its annual year in review, detailing what people were searching for and watching in 2019. The report even broke down each state's most viewed categories, and at that time, we were curious as to why women in Iowa and Michigan were primarily into stuff that we don't really need to get into here. So, <laughs> the, they talk about a couple of things and they said they had a, quite a few questions and that vice revealed that they had uh, a video on there titled deserted Wuhan. Whoa. And if you know where they're going, there is a man in a hazmat suit that's walking through a city in China and gets attacked by someone infected with the coronavirus in a type of way that you've come to expect from an adult film. So there's a couple actually called Spicy Times Rice, and they're behind the video, and another one called TSA Agent Detains Woman Suspected of Coronavirus. Now, they explain the appeal towards sexualizing a virus that has killed over 3,200 people worldwide has to do with our ongoing pursuit for things that make us come alive. And what they've even gone on to say is that they're actually trying to spread information about the coronavirus and they're using whatever avenue they can uh the article goes on to say that while videos of spicy times rice have crossed the path between porn and coronavirus one way others have used this lane to be more informative about the virus before performer chase pounder most likely lives up to his name and has sex with his partner partner little squirtles in another video The two have a brief discussion about mass safety and the current situation in China. So they said that they thought they would use porn as an avenue to get some legitimate information out with some comic relief, included to get people interested and reduce our chances of being banned. Spicy said, this sparked the idea knowing every current event ends up as porn eventually. We knew people will be searching for it on less censored platforms like Pornhub. Now, she wasn't wrong about the current event being adapted into Pornscape, and a search for the coronavirus on Pornhub reveals that there are already over 100 videos. All right, man. I don't talk even to me know. About, talk to me about where we're at. Okay. I don't know how to respond to this. Listening to that out loud was quite tremendous. I really enjoyed that. I'm sorry I was laughing so hard. Little squirrels and... Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, is there a, is there an odd, 
obscenity of enjoyment the danger of coronavirus it turns people on <laughs> i don't know I, but here's the thing i'm going to be real honest with you i had to go through about six websites articles <laughs> just to find out i know that sounds super perverted <laughs> but it, i don't mean it in that way at all i had to go through about six websites articles on this just to find one safe enough to put on here because oh. they were so bad yeah um, they had pictures from them. Some of them had video clips. Some I was like, I can't. So they have made a hundred different videos already. Already, they don't waste any time. No, uh, they don't. Hopping, uh, hopping on the coronavirus wagon, but uh, I, what is fascinates me in a weird way is people. One, it's a demand, maybe. I, I would, is it clickbait or is it real turn on for some? I mean, you and I can answer that. You know, we're not turned on by coronavirus and porn together, uh, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm sorry. I'm tongue tied. <laughs> what do you think? Is, is it a turn on for somebody then? What, what's I, the deal with that? I don't know because what they explain now, I haven't seen it. I've seen, I, I swear I haven't seen it. Okay. But in the pictures from, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in the pictures and the articles that I saw and stuff, it is, it's so funny to me. It's just people in giant hazmat suits. You remember what? that movie? You remember that movie Outbreak? Yes. I love so that say, movie. So say you took Outbreak and a porno oh. and you mashed them up together. That's what it looks like. Dustin... Hoffman, just saying. Uh, actually, Dustin Hoffman, right? Actually, it's uh, yeah. Uh, I go by Fred Canterbury. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. If so, he, it's like a glory hole in half mat suit. That's yeah. It's I. I don't. I really don't get this one at all. I don't. But like they said, it's one of the top searched items now and, i would and, encourage our viewers to research it themselves yeah leave it in the comments below of what happened yes i, I want no videos posted no videos. or anything i don't want to see any of that Nothing. just you can give your opinion on what it was about but i don't like i said i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of confused like you is this is it a joke that people want to see it? Is it, uh, is it a novelty? What is it? I mean, and we're is making this a light of something that is actually beginning to frighten the, like, you know, Armageddon, like the end of the world, uh, apocalypse virus. So, you know, it's, you know, I hadn't given it much, I mean, not to get too side sideways on this, but on the serious note, I haven't given it too much notice until like last couple of days. And I'm thinking this thing is, uh, pretty big bad, and I read about it. And of course, only two two percent of the people are actually dying from it, which um, doesn't sound bad. But still, it's a, it's something new, and it's the incubation period is what's scary. It's it takes so long for someone to know they have it. By the time whoever else has it, that, that that's a lot different than say SARS or the flu. Not to get into my medical background, but um, yeah, you have a medical crazy. background. Not really. Okay, good. I didn't think you did. But sound right. Yeah, it did. It, great job. I mean, you Thanks, pulled it man. off. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really don't, I don't get this. It, it makes, I thought it was hilarious. 
that they're doing it. And what I really thought was funny was when they took it that one step further and they were like, look, we're just trying to get information out to the people how yeah. we can. Just trying to educate the just trying to educate the perverts. They may not have another news outlet. Right. That's what really that was the big thing to me was I was now, like some oh, of the perverts, some of the this this the the sex addicts only watch that. They don't have an outlet to get this information. But I think a lot of those people probably are never going to leave their mom's basement. So no. I don't really think they have to worry about getting infected. But I hear um, people are buying all like Walmart sanitizers and selling the hand sanitizer for like 50 bucks for like a little jar. I imagine the lotion needed in that guy's basement is a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I can always that went count sideways. On all right, so on to the next topic. So we have some more information, and not necessarily coronavirus or anything like that, but we do want to talk about a disease that is a real thing that I had no idea this is was crazy. a real thing. This is, this is crazy. You sent this to yeah, me. So This is trippy. This comes from Audi.com, and it talks about a 61-year-old woman who makes beer in her bladder. And I thought it was a joke at first when you sent it to me. Me you too. Said, this is pretty crazy, but read this article. So I started reading the article, and it says no one likes to be falsely accused of anything. So how did this 61-year-old react when her doctors falsely accused her of alcohol abuse? Now, the long and short of the story, and we actually have a news clip about it that you can we'll learn more about what this is, this auto-brewery syndrome. But this woman was going to her doctors and she was looking for a liver transplant. And usually that comes from alcohol abuse and the doctors tested her urine and found the presence of alcohol. Now she said that she hadn't been drinking that day and they thought, well, this lady has a problem. They were thinking excessive drinking is what uh, caused this to happen. And so they said, well, we think you might have a drinking problem. She tells them again, look, I don't have a drinking problem. I do drink, but I don't, I don't drink a whole bunch. She showed no other signs of visible impairment from drinking. And the doctors finally discovered that the real true, uh, real trouble was brewing in her bladder. Her liver was producing on its own alcohol and she suffered from urinary auto brewing syndrome and it causes her bladder to make alcohol. The alcohol didn't show up in her blood and uh, the ethyl glucuronide and ethyl sulfate, two chemicals produced when the body metabolizes alcohol, did not show up on her urinalysis. Her urine contained a lot of sugar and yeast, which are the two ingredients for fermentation. So they went on to put this in the annals of internal medicine and talked about the bladder condition and talked about her actually needing and and it could have been bad if they wouldn't have believed her at any point and just continued saying that she had a drinking problem so i i pulled up a story about it a news article about it and it kind of explains what auto brewery is so let's take a look at that you have sound going? Can you not hear it? I can't. All right. Hold on. Let me try that again. 
But officer, all right, I haven't had that? that much yeah. to drink. Okay. It's an excuse police hear all the time. But for one local woman, it was the truth, despite the fact her blood alcohol level was more than four times the legal limit. It turns out she suffers from a condition called auto-brewery syndrome. Now her lawyer is speaking out after her case was dismissed. 7 Eyewitness News reporter Jill Perkins is working on this story tonight. There is a big marketplace for brewing beer in western New York with a number of microbreweries to satisfy your taste buds. But would you be surprised to learn your body could be one of them? It's a medical condition called autobrewery syndrome. It's a term for people who actually ferment carbohydrates into alcohol inside their body. Dr. Barbara Cordell is a leading researcher of the condition, and though extremely rare, she says autobrewery syndrome causes a person to become intoxicated, presenting with the tell signs of having had too much to drink. They're dizzy, they feel like they're slurring their words, they, are, they have a mental fog. Such was the case for a Western New York woman facing a DWI charge after she was pulled over in Hamburg late last year. Her 3-3 blood alcohol reading was all, 99% of it was, was due to this condition. To put that number in perspective, the legal limit in New York is .08. According to researchers, most people would be unconscious or even dead with a .33 BAC. Her body adjusts to the constant presence of blood alcohol. Maruzak had to fight to have the case thrown out by the judge in Hamburg, reaching out to Dr. Cordell and other experts to prove his client wasn't drunk. Observed her for 12 hours under the supervision of a physician's assistant and two registered nurses to make sure she didn't drink any alcoholic beverages. We withdrew her blood on three occasions. Her readings were double, triple, and more than quadruple the legal limit. Today, acting Erie County District Attorney Michael Flaherty announced he would not try to appeal the judge's decision, telling 7 Eyewitness News he found, quote, no legitimate grounds upon reviewing the case. The woman's name and further case details have been sealed, but we do know she is a teacher and is happy to put this behind her. Now, Dr. Cordell tells me the woman did appear at least somewhat intoxicated when she was pulled over, but Ashley, again, this is a very rare condition that we're just learning about now. Shocking she didn't even know she has this condition. It is shocking, but surprisingly, fixing and treating the condition could be as easy as just changing your diet, but it could also be a lot more complicated. We've got information on WKBW.com. All right, thanks, Jill. Jeff? All right, so, you know... That's Crazy. That is crazy. What I <laughs> thought was even more crazy was that that DA came on and said, oh, hold on. Drunk. Uh, it's ABC6. There we go. All right. So that the DA came on there and said, uh, yeah, I don't find any legitimate grounds to, to prosecute her for a DWI. Yeah, no kidding. So, um, so they hadn't been drinking at all. Well, they see, just created this, okay. right? Or did no, well, alcohol start it? Okay, so see, that's where it gets a little foggy because her attorney said in there that um, it, I don't remember how he said it, but he, he made a term that made it sound like maybe she had had a drink, just not that much. You know what I right. mean? To get her but to maybe that the level. Drink maybe created it, it's starting to brew in her. Or it was already there. And when she mixed it with the alcohol, that's what gave right. her the initial 
uh, signals when they stopped her was the breath and it smelled like that and stuff. But yeah, her, her body was already producing the alcohol in there. And that's what uh, I wonder if it's like one of those deals where you, you know, the only way it's kind of activated or grows is if you actually drink alcohol or depending on whatever you might just, it might just happen to you. And furthermore, if you know that's your condition, are you like the keg at a party in high school? Like, Hey everybody, just drink my pee. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because we have an article tonight about something like that. Oh Lord. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So here's the thing about this. I, I thought this was completely made up when it got sent and that the, there was going to be like a joke on the end of, Oh, that's funny. Jeff said, uh, now that's a real coronavirus. <laughs> that's a good one. So, um, anyway, you know, I, I thought it was completely fake and then I read it and I was shocked to see that right. it was real. Um, I see, uh, Angie, uh, is watching. So thanks for watching us tonight. Yeah. Andy hey, Fox. Thanks. Yeah. So, um, you know, here's the thing with this. I don't think that this person knew that they had this. And I don't think anyone knows they have it until they start, I guess, getting the symptoms of it and go check. It's not something that I don't, it doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's diagnosed at like birth or anything like that. I right. guess you just start having problems and you go, because like this woman went in and she needed a liver transplant is how they started even looking at her. Right. So, and I want to know is, um, if there, if it's in their bladder, but I think I read in there, it wasn't in her bloodstream. Yeah. The alcohol didn't show up in her blood. So did she feel drunk at all? Or I guess she didn't, you know, the woman that was the patient. Well, they they said that, that she was, she seemed a little bit like that, but the reason it doesn't show up in the blood is because it's made in the bladder and then it, it goes out of the body. That's why it's showing up so right. strongly in the urine. So that, they said that's interesting. That, so yeah, that yeah, if your body just got used to being effed up all the time and you weren't even drinking alcohol. Well, they said she was 0. 0.33, so she was four times over four times yeah. the legal limit. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I don't know how that I don't I don't know the human anatomy as well as I probably should, but um yeah, that's 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 crazy to me. And if you know, uh, I think a lot. If a lot, a lot of dudes uh, would know they produce alcohol. I could, yeah, dude. I'm gonna drink my own piss, dude. Watch this. Yeah, that would, that would be. Yeah, I, I could, I could absolutely, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah, yeah. So, looking through this, it looks like it from what I understood in reading the articles and looking at the stuff that I did it, I don't know if I want to say that it's showing up more now, but it seems to, I guess they're starting to learn to diagnose it now when they see certain things like before, when they, when she went to them, they were like, no, you just have a drink problem. And she's like, no, I no, really yeah. don't have a drink problem. They're like, no, you do. You need to come to terms with that. And so I think now that it's showing up in all the internal magazine, uh, internal medicine journals and all that kind of stuff, I think they're starting to realize what it is. So think about this though. How many people through, you know, I don't want to say through history, but in the past have had this and just been 
Yeah. You know, not been able to get a liver transplant. I've been able to do anything like yep. that. So, I mean, that, so, and that's what, uh, I, I think, uh, if there's any doctors or nurses out there that want to comment, give us the medical explanation of this. That'd be great. But, uh, yeah, that would suck to be like, Hey, you know, in, in, in the doctors hear it all the time. I don't drink. I don't drink much. I never drink, you know, I need liver transplant. So this poor lady is probably thinking, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Because from what it says is she tried to explain that to them and they had, they wanted nothing to do with listening to it. Yeah. And I don't doubt. I mean, I don't, I I would be, if I was a doctor, I would be like, yeah, you're full of crap. Move on down the road. Yeah. I mean, the same way. Yeah. And, and, and I get it. I, I really do. But now that, now that they have seen this, it also made me think, what are all the things that we haven't found out that, that are like, Oh gosh. Not, I don't want to say like diseases and stuff, but what are all the things that we haven't figured out? Yeah. I mean, mundane stuff. Like you just create bladder in your, or excuse me, urine, uh, alcohol in your bladder. Um, yeah. I, there's so much out there and even simple stuff. We get so probably hyper-focused on these advanced cancers or this or that. There's so much loads of stuff that that's just on the baseline that we probably miss that we don't even know we're missing. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. And and to take it a step further, when I was reading the article, you know, I told you I'd, it didn't seem real at first. And then when I read the syndrome, I'm like, all right, they're really bullshitting on this one. Like auto brewing syndrome. And well, I when like, I sent it to you, I, I kind of, it was clickbait, and then I was like, sent to you, and I was reading, and I was like, oh, damn, that this is not a joke. It's a real thing. So it, I, I was kind of fooled by it as well, just the headline of it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely stood out to me. It was, a, it was a very good article, very interesting, and I had no idea that it was real. So let's move on to our next one. And the next one is going to be kind of following medical, kind of following coronavirus, what they're seeing is that people keep threatening to replace hand sanitizer with vodka. Tito's is a, is a big company in Texas. That's a very popular vodka. It says if anyone, this comes from the Huff post. If anyone deserved to have a few stiff shots right now, it's a social media team of Tito's vodka. Since Monday, some Twitter users have suggested using the Austin, Texas based distilleries product to make hand, hand sanitizer and have tagged the company. The tweets range from the possibly serious to probably not serious at all. Yet in all the cases, Tito's social media team responded with the same consistent message. Please just don't. So here's the warning brand that was, they were forced to issue in tweet after tweet. Tito's vodka stated that per the CDC hand sanitizer needs to contain at least 60% alcohol. Tito's handmade vodka is 40% alcohol and therefore does not meet the current recommendations of the CDC. Please see attached for more information. And they attached a CDC control. Now, what was pointed out was is that Tito's handmade vodka is 40% alcohol, and that doesn't meet the current requirements or recommendations of the CDC, which is absolutely hilarious to me that they have to say the alcohol percentage and not to use that instead of hand sanitizer. So. They're like public service announcement. Um, don't use our vodka to prevent you from getting coronavirus. It's pretty effed up. But yeah, and they're actually, of all things, excuse me, as I eat off camera, um, 
they're actually probably losing sales because they're going, don't buy our vodka for hand sanitizer. So they're actually doing a good thing, I guess. And uh, they're probably risking some quick, easy sales off of uh, hearsay and stupidity. But um, the uh, wise and noble choice. Um, good job, Tito. Tito's is a good vodka, by the way. You're a vodka guy. What do you think about it? Yeah, Tito's is, is a really good vodka. Now, I did think that the funniest tweet from it came from a Russell Borgove, and he stated, Bacardi 151 not <laughs> only works as hand sanitizer, <laughs> but when burned with liquid oxygen, it makes a fair rocket engine fuel. <laughs> the redstone rocket that put the first American in space used 75% slash 25% ethanol water. Well, that's a, that's a good, great tweet. Yeah. So that's a guy that's got a lot on his, a lot of time on his hands. Cause I would he have does. never known that. He's very smart, I guess. Too. I don't know. So let's take a break real quick. Um, and talk about, we have been talking for a couple of weeks about that. I work with a guy that's starting a whiskey company. Oh yeah. He has told me that he's going to get us a bottle. He's told us a couple of times. He finally got us a bottle today. Um, I got you a little sample of it. I have a little sample of it here and let me bring it on the camera. So it's a very cool looking bottle. It's called damn whiskey D a M M. Nice. Um, right now it's produced and bottled uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. They're uh, talking about a different distillery, uh, moving it around and having distribution of it. Now they say that they're meeting with distributors about on a weekly basis of how they're going to start putting this out to the masses. Everything is done with it. The labels have been designed. The bottles have been designed. It's got a nice cork in it. And they're really trying to take this one off. The trouble that they're having right now and why it has slowed down is because they're trying to find the distributor for this area and then to spread out from there. So we told them that we would love to taste it. And so they gave me a bottle. I got some to you. I'm going to pour a little glass of it. Like I said, it's got a nice cork on it. Yeah. Um, oh, a little ASMR. It's really good. Um, damn. <laughs> damn good whiskey. All right. Woo! All right. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. So. What's your initial thoughts on it? Um, smooth. It, it's got bite, but it has for a for drinking it straight, which I'm sipping it straight with a little ice. Um, it's pretty smooth, not too sweet, a pretty even, um, just enough bite. We could definitely drink that on the rocks. It almost has like a almost like a chocolate, like candy bar taste to it. It's got a very sweet oh. front, a very sweet front side of it. Yeah. It's when you smell it, it smells sweeter. Uh, yeah. You know, I can see it almost like even a little mapley, uh, like a maple syrup. Yeah. Something chocolate. Yeah. Something like that. It, I, I agree with you. It is, it is very sweet. It's very, very smooth. 
You can definitely it's very smooth. You you definitely know that you're drinking whiskey because it's got that whiskey yes flavor to it, but mm-hmm. it's very very smooth. And how did you how did you meet this guy or how did so? You- I've worked with him for quite a while, and he it just in passing one day said, "Hey, I'm I'm starting a a whiskey company." And he's been working on it for about two years now. And it's down to kind of the final thing, you know, they had to go through, find out who was going to make the whiskey for them. They had to do the recipe. They had to do all that kind of stuff, pick how they were going to do it, how they were going to bring it here, then the designs. And they're in the final phases. Now the the big thing and and what they're having the most trouble with is distributors taking on a new, yeah, taking on a new whiskey. Cause I mean, if we're going to be honest, the market's kind of flooded with whiskey. Right. And it's flooded. And I'm sure there's uh, agreements and there's um, people have made deals already that make it, make it hard, but you know what? Um, They'll find an outlet for it. Um, We're, we're promoting it and I'm sure there'll be, if it's this good and it's very delicious. I I really, and and it'll find its way where it needs to go. That's that's really no joke because they gave that to us. It is a very very smooth whiskey. You could sip on that. I, I no, think I, you could... I actually like this better than like TX whiskey. Uh, and that's kind of one that's grown popular. Uh, it, it's actually very good. I, I don't want to sound surprised, but you know, oh, I made quick ski. You know, you never know. Well, yeah, and that's the that's the whole thing. You know, he had been talking and he's super passionate about it. And he had been saying, yeah, I'm going to do this. And yeah, we're, we're in the final phase. And I kept telling him, man, give us, give us a bottle. Well, and I know it sounds crazy when you ask someone like, Hey man, you're starting a company. Give me some free stuff. I told him really, let us try it out. We, we drink whiskey. Let us try it out and see. And, and I am very, very good. I am super impressed by it. Very, very good. It's very sweet. Well, I won't say it's very sweet. It has enough sweetness to it that there's no burn behind it. You still kind of get between like a, to me, like a, uh, like a, a, a crown Royal in a TX or a maker's mark kind of between those. And I like both of those, by the way, I, uh, I don't drink a lot of whiskey anymore. Um, I try to stay away from the hard liquor as much, but this is really smooth. You can drink it neat on the rocks, of course, mix it with something, but I don't think you need much ice and water would be just fine. Yeah. I, I think it's actually great. And I think if you mix that in with like a Coke or something, if that's how oh, you yeah. take your whiskey, that would be very, very good. So yeah. guys, we're, we're going to keep drinking on this. If you have any questions about it of when they're going to launch onto the market, anything like that, leave comments down below. Um, you can send us an email at www.doublespeakstudios.com and ask us we can get you some information about it get you some of the advertisement about it but i am super impressed by this whiskey uh it has not once again hit the market yet it is on its way to the market as soon as they find a distributorship but the bottles are already bottled and it's ready to go they're just trying to find their business partner for the distribution also great name and great bottle if they bottle it like that and they are bottling it like that that is that's a sexy whiskey right there. That's that's really cool. I really like that. I like I like the cork in it. That gives it a a nice heavy feel to it, and I, I really like the shape of the bottle that they put it in. Yeah, shape, and I it's, like the lettering too. Damn, it's uh, it's like a uh, a Pendleton bottle. Yeah, if very you've ever, distinguished if, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. 
and I, I think that's what they're going for is is kind of a new but but distinguished kind of whiskey. Yeah. I think they knocked it out of the park. Distinguished gentleman review. Boom. Yeah. I think they knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, I agree. So now that we're past that, let's kind of get back into some of the stuff that we were talking about tonight. By the way, I like your shirt, man. Thank you very much. Double speak merch. If you've been looking for hand sanitizer, you are not alone. So it's funny that you talked about that, that the hand sanitizers, you know, people are selling them and stuff like that. Yeah. That is an actual news article or a news report that all the sanitizers have disappeared. So they wanted to make one about making your own hand sanitizer <laughs> because so much of it was gone. Uh, and that's, that's absolutely crazy too. So is that what people are doing? They're, they're buying up stuff and selling it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Absorbing the amount of money. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I just can't figure, I mean, you got coronavirus porn, you got people, you know, taking hand sanitizer so that they can sell it on the open market for more money than it's worth. It's yeah. weird. So the next thing I wanted to talk about, we, we had talked about this on vacation, um, but they, yeah. they have found a shark. Now this article, because that article that you had was kind of hard to find a full kind of story yeah. about it, but supposedly they found a 500 year old shark and you and I started talking about it and we were like, yeah. wow, 500 year old shark. Like that's been around. I mean, since the beginning of when ships were in the water. Yeah. And I you, you timelined it perfectly. We talked like 1500, like that's, that's a long time ago. That's, that's nights and talking about history that that shark's been in the water through some crap. Yeah. So they found a rare shark. Uh, now this one that they're talking about in this article is 272 years old. It's a female Greenland shark. Uh, it's, and they, they reach 150 years old before they even reach sexual maturity. That's crazy. So this, this shark not only lives long, uh, but it's known to eat polar bears. Damn. Yeah. So it, it, it's in very cold, cold waters. Uh, research suggests that the species has the longest life expectancy of any vertebrae and is the Earth's oldest creature, outstripping bowhead whales, turtles, and tortoises. They grow to almost 23 feet long, and they've been known to eat polar bears. Wow. Now, the sightings of them are pretty rare, and uh, they say they live 600 meters under the Arctic ice. So when I saw this, when we saw the first one, uh, yeah. about the 500, it said 512 year old. And, and yeah. actually when I went back, it said some of those reports were false, but, but they're saying, you know, some of this is true. And, uh, I think I saw it on Facebook. I'm going to try to find it. But well, it's definitely got to be true if it was there. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. But, you know, that 512 years, I mean, that's, that is, to me, that mo I can't hardly wrap my brain around that. It's, that's fascinating. Uh, and you're right, you, you kind of gave a better timeline of, of all the things that went through. And can you imagine, imagine the submarines and the Navy ships and 
the battles and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's right it, down there. Yeah, it, I mean, it's been around for five hundred. That that is insane to me. I know. So, when this shark that they're talking about was born, King George the Second was king. France declared war on Britain. Uh, God save the king is published. So they use radiocarbon dating for the first time to anal- uh, analyze the island's nuclei. And that's how they said that they figured out how old they were. 28 females caught accidentally by research vessels. This was then compared to the radiocarbon changes in the marine food chain over the past 500 years. And they said that this approach, along with extraordinary ages for these sharks, makes this study highly unusual because they're they're so old now the only thing that i didn't understand about it was they said that they accidentally caught these sharks hmm. it seems like they might have been out looking for something else and yeah. just came across it but the the weird thing is is they said how deep they lived underwater and that they just yeah. accidentally came across them so just yeah, in the, I, yeah i see what you're going at yeah I yeah just in the time that they've been around is is absolutely amazing uh, their flesh is also served as part of the Icelandic national dish, hakarl, and they've been used to make boots and cutting tools. Damn. So it doesn't sound like there's any any worry that that they're going to go extinct or anything. So. So what I thought was cool was like, how do they? T- okay, so how do they tell it's that old, right? So it says, um. When I look back at this one article I found, it says marine biologists measured the amounts of radiocarbon uh, in the eye lenses of the Greenland shark to find its age. Right. Don't give me the line. I have no clue what that is, but it sounds pretty damn cool. Um, and it said that... I guess that's like a form of carbon dating like they do with dinosaur yes, fossils. Yeah. They, yeah. Well, how do they do I mean, it? I don't exactly know if that's right, but it sounds right. It's got to be. Carbon, carbon. Yeah, right. Uh uh, they studied a huge swath of green sharks to research. Um, and because of their hard work, the field is getting much more accurate with information. And it said they don't stay in the same area its whole life. It's in their nature to roam around, and they're not restricted just to the North Atlantic. So you never know where a Greenland shark may be underneath you that's seen generations of your old kinfolk come and go. Yeah, it, it's amazing that, that they've been around this long. And, and if you look about it, they, they say something like more of something like more of space has been explored than the ocean on Earth. Oh, so the ocean kind of freaks me. Yeah, and, and I think we've talked about this. When you're in the ocean, I feel so vulnerable. I'm like, I'm no longer... Um, top dog it's it's uh you're you're uh <laughs> i forgot when the, there's a bunch of shark attacks in florida and this study came on she's like i don't go in the ocean um hell no you're prey i agree with that you go in the ocean yeah it's it's uh not good uh but like deep sea dive and all that stuff that's fascinating to me because we can only go so far down there we can go a lot higher up, it seems, and we can go down low. So, now I've done a, I've done a lot of scuba diving. Right, um, you told me about that. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, but you're right. I mean, you, it's you against them. So, 
So what, what's the craziest thing you've seen down scuba diving in your days? Man, I... I mean, as far as nature. There, there were these really cool things in... Um, when we used to night dive in Hawaii, uh, they were like bioluminescent plankton. Mm-hmm. And so when you dove at night, you know, it's pretty dark. You have a flashlight hooked to you and you're kind of swimming around, but you could take your hands and kind of do this with it. And it would um, stir up all the plankton around you and oh, it would cool. all light up around you. So you're like having would... a rave underwater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, the, but when I was in the military, I, I, when I went to dive school and stuff, I got to dive Pearl Harbor. So I got to dive all over at scuba diving yeah. Pearl Harbor. And by the way, people, uh, Dustin was a badass. No, just saying. I was, no I yeah. Diving, jumping out of helicopters, uh, yes. saving lives, uh, front lines. Yeah. You were a badass. That, so no, whatever. No front lines, no nothing like that. Oh, yeah. But, but uh, so, you know, I, I got to dive all over there. That was super cool to get to. That's something that not a lot of people get to do. Yeah. Um, very cool. I was very shocked about how dirty Pearl Harbor was. Really? Yeah. Super dirty um, under yeah. the water. Hmm. And it's, you know, you got oil, gas. The um, USS Arizona is still leaking oil, still leaking really? gas into the water. Yeah. So. And then you have a lot of trash from the ships that are coming in, ships that are yeah. going out. You know, you can, you can be down at 35 feet and see a Big Mac wrapper float past you. So. Damn. It, yeah, it was, it was, um, I'm trying to think how to describe it. Like, it would be super cold in Pearl Harbor, and then as you're diving down, all of a sudden you would hit like a thermocline, it would be warm water. And then it huh. would go cold again. That was just well pissed, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay um (laughs) but yeah it was it was a lot of fun so i'm a little different in you in the sense that that i don't mind being in the ocean but you know there i can understand where people are coming from yeah i mean i I won't i'm not too scared to go and like go and bodyboard or get out there but scuba dive snorkeling's cool i've done that but i've never scuba dived i've not been trained um i'm sure when you know we go down there and get on the coral reefs and i've heard a lot of great stories you told me some good stories i'm sure it's beautiful but you know all i think about you know facing that great white shark and not winning that battle yeah and that you know and that's the whole thing is that it's more of i I don't know i guess it's the same as people because you wouldn't catch me like climbing mountains and stuff like that so i I guess it's the same thing where yeah you understand that there's a, mm-hmm. I guess, a certain level of danger to it, but what you see is more worth than not going yeah. out there. So kind of, yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And, and you know, and I, I lived in Hawaii for a long time for, for like four years. So we did, did you eat a lot of spam? I, I do love spam. Do you? Yes, I do. There's a bunch of great dishes I hear over there about yeah. with, with that. Uh, fried spam is excellent. Did you see Dog Bounty Hunter when you were, that was, I, he was after your time. I, I did not see him over there. That's your dog. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, diving everywhere over there, there's, it's so different everywhere that you go on every part of the Island. It's different. So. You, what was your you favorite know, part of the Island? To dive in. Or just in general or to dive in. Um, so they had, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. 
the Holly Eva trench. Hmm. And so you go out there and you, you dive out to this Holly Eva trench and you, you kind of, you know, I guess you'd scuba up, not swim up to it. So you swim up to it and, and it's like a cliff face when you're underwater and you stand on the edge of it and then you just kind of fall over the edge and you fall. So it feels like you're falling down a cliff because you're just going down you go, I don't know, a hundred, 110 feet down and you're falling down a cliff face of this trench down to the bottom. There's lots of turtles down there and stuff. So that was probably the, other than Pearl Harbor, that was probably the coolest place that I dove. Yeah. What's your favorite part of Hawaii though? Like as far as the general, like, geographic areas outland or inland excuse me probably probably waikiki i mean it's the most fun it's the most i mean i'm not a big beach person i don't like i don't like hanging out on the beach it's super boring to me so you know stuff like that is boring but when you go down to waikiki you know you have the malls you have it's like a normal you know the stores you have the beach you have restaurants uh, you have Aloha Tower, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun going down to stuff like that. But there's there's very cool, like, kind of away from people place Turtle Bay over there, Sharks Cove. Uh, all uh, never been to Hawaii. I need I need to, yeah, I'm, I need to get me and wifey to go within the next five years. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's it. Don't get me wrong, it's a lot of fun. When you live there, it's a little different though. Yeah, that's like um, any place. Yeah, I totally know what you're saying. When you when you drive around an island so many times for four years, you can only drive yeah. around an island. So and then when times. you're there working and you're living, you know, you're not visiting as a tourist. It's it's way different. Yeah, it's a little different going to work every day than you know waking up and drinking pina coladas and exactly and hanging out <laughs> down there. So, uh, any any oceans that you've been in? I've been in the Pacific. I've been in the Atlantic. I've been in the Gulf of Mexico, of course. Uh, uh, I love the Gulf of Mexico. Do you really? Yeah. Um, you got to get it at certain times of the year, but I love it. You know, actually, Galveston in that area actually looked really pretty at certain times last year. I'll tell you a cool place I went um, back when I worked at this other place, um, and my dad worked there too. Um, we, we got a trip uh, out to the um, – Ooh, is it Chandelier Island out off of the coast of uh, New Orleans? We took a seaplane out. Like, we drove out, we took a seaplane out, and we stayed on this boathouse and fished. It has since been wiped out when uh, was it Katrina hit, I guess. But that was a really cool experience. Seaplane out, land, take off. That was really neat. Um, that was special. But I'm, I'm very fond of the Pacific. It's so cold. You can't really enjoy as much, but we'll see. And that's what's different about see in Hawaii, the Pacific's really warm. And what I noticed was, yeah, the Pacific is really warm in Hawaii. The place where I found the ocean was cold was over in the Atlantic. Right. In Florida, it's super cold over there. Right. Right. It seems on the the Eastern side. So not on the Gulf side as much. I mean, the, the Gulf of Mexico, it's, I mean, it's pretty warm and stuff, but once you get over into the Atlantic, even down in Florida, it's it's pretty cold over there. You know, I've never been to the beaches of like the North Carolina beaches. Uh, I've been to Myrtle uh, South Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, very cool. Jekyll Island, Georgia, uh, of course Daytona. You said Dolphin stuff. Island, didn't you? Dolphin Island, Alabama, yeah. Redneck Riviera. Yeah, uh, Destin is really awesome beaches. Um, 
the Pacific is beautiful to me. California, the, the mountains, the rocks, but you can't really enjoy it. Plus, you go down to San Diego, you may be eaten by great white. They're, they're fast and furious over there. So um, all great experiences. As long as the beaches, the sand is okay. But I'm like you. One day, sit on the beach, I'm good. I'm well, you know, so we go up to Oregon probably, I don't know, once every three years. Because mm-hmm. uh, my wife's from the Northwest. And the thing I liked about the Oregon beaches, because we go up to like Seaside, Astoria. Of course, Astoria okay. is where they film the Goonies. Uh, that's all still there. The Goonies' house is still there. They have a film museum dedicated to the Goonies, all that kind of stuff. So it's very cool down there. Very old feeling. Uh, yeah. The movie theater is still the old movie theater that has a balcony with a bar in it and stuff. Yeah. So everything is very, very cool in Astoria. We go down to Seaside a lot and, and stay down at the beach there. What's great about the beaches there is when you go down on the beach, you can actually light fires and stuff. So you can, oh, make yeah. big, everybody can make big bonfires like on the beach can, now. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, and the water, like you said, is is really cold. But I'm I'm I don't really care about getting in when it's that cold. But if you can yeah. go down on the beach and hang out and build a fire and stuff yeah, like that, that that's that's cool. a that's pretty fun to me. So yeah, and then of course cool. there's there's salmon fishing and all that kind of stuff. So we went there and we did a oh Keith's watching. Hey, what's up, Keith? What up, Keith? Um, so when I went down there, I took this um, like salmon fishing tour. Yeah. And so what we did is like six o'clock in the morning, we start out in the river and we fish the river all the way up into the mouth of the ocean. Yeah. And then we fish the ocean for like an hour or two and then come back down the river. So we caught like 50, 55 pounds of, of salmon. We get back they take it off the boat. They start cutting it up. They hand me a bag as I'm getting off the boat that huh. has all this fish. And I said, what do you want me to do with that? And they're like, that, that's your fish that you caught. And I was like, huh. I don't fucking want that. I hate salmon. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'm not a big salmon guy either. I'm, I'm not. I really don't like the taste of salmon. I don't know yeah. if it sounds stupid saying it tastes fishy or. No, no, no. It's a very fish forward taste. Very oily. I'm supposed to be damn good healthy for you but if you can't choke it down what's the point (laughs) well and and i ate it like i tried every single way i could uh, try it there like i had um like salmon where they make like fish bowls you know like like battered things yeah 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 yeah. so i had that i had it grilled i had it smoked i had it uh this wasn't happening for you yeah i just i don't get what people like about that it's I'm not a big salmon guy. I'm really not. I, I prefer, I do enjoy fish, but I will eat salmon. Just, it's got to be cooked right. Usually grilled. It's not too fishy. Good charred skin, but I, I'm not a big salmon guy myself either. Now, when fish. we went to that Italian restaurant in St. Louis, I had sea bass and it was fantastic. It did look good. It was Yours looked fantastic. good and you had mussels with some awesome broth. It had like they, a garlic butter broth. Yeah. And, yeah, the, um, that sea bass was was excellent, and it came with like little risotto and and like yeah, a, I had the uh, veal with risotto, and it was huge. A veal, it was a shank. It was huge. Well, I um, thought you had the osso buco. 
Oh, excuse me. It was Ville Osobuco. That's yeah. right. That's what it was. Yeah, but it was, yeah, we tried to finish it off. <laughs> we didn't go to White Castle that night. We just ate our leftovers. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, all the different beaches that I, I, I like all the different kinds, but but like you, you know, I'm a, I'll hang out there, but I don't want to hang out there for six days. Yeah, I, I'm with you too. Or I want to be moving or doing something, not just sitting around. And 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 like I said, in Oregon, there's a there's a ton of stuff that you can do there. You know, you can rent like pedal bikes to go on the beach. They have an aquarium that's right on the beach that's super cool in mm. seaside. They have like a it's it's a super like um, almost like a very like '80s carnival town atmosphere you know like there's that. bumper cars there's an arcade yeah. there's Very you know cool. yeah so it, it's a it's a very cool place so you're coming on back in time to a, a comfortable era yeah kind of you know they have some coffee shops and they have restaurants and they have a donut shop there that is amazing they make this maple maple long john that has Damn. strips of bacon yeah. over the top of it and that sounds good do they make uh taffy there yeah, you know what? Actually, they do. They have if a they make bunch taffy, of places. It's awesome. They they have a bunch of places that make saltwater taffy. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I'll go to the beach. I, I don't mind hanging out. Uh, my uh, my mom is on here. She's watching. So we've we've gotten big now. We are huge. So did you wear your thong when you went to the beach there? <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. We called them grape smugglers over in Hawaii. Speaking of knocking women off you, you would have to knock them all off you, bro. Oh, I don't think so at all. I do. So, you know, I, I'm a little different. Like I said, I'm a little different than you. I, I don't mind swimming in the ocean. I don't mind um, going out in it. I, I get it. There's, there is an uneasiness, but, you know. You know, experience what, and doing it more, I think, you know, that's part of it. You have a lot more of that. I'm sure when you get a little bit more comfortable and you realize you're not going to get eaten up every time you go in the water, it's all good. So, yeah. You know, we, we caught like, you catch like, um, you catch like, you can go out and go spearfishing in Hawaii. You can... You can catch, it's a certain kind of lobster, and I can't remember what it is. My brother-in-law used to do it all the time, go out. Uh, the only thing that I, that I, uh, I guess, regret that I didn't do in Hawaii was. Surf. No, I did. I tried that. <laughs> was, uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, deep sea fishing. Oh really? It's I did never be, it's do supposed that. Supposed to be good out there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't ever do that. So I've done that, very little deep sea fishing at, at all. Yeah, and and one of the trips I went on, I barfed my guts out with my son. Oh, did you really? Yeah, now, we were in Destin. We, it was it was a it was a very that's another cheap, great beach, Destin. Yeah, very large swells, and we went at a. A, a time where it was getting rocky and we went out 20 miles and, you know, and, and literally probably 75, 75% of the boat got sick. And of course my wife didn't get sick and, you know, I look like a, a wuss, but whatever. What do you think did it? Was it just the, the rocking of the boat? Uh, 
Yeah, and I was actually good. My son was got sick pretty pretty early on, and I probably just fell victim to seeing him barf so so much. I'm sure the three Red Bulls didn't help me that morning. Yeah, that <laughs> that probably. You know, we. You know, I'm glad that you bring that up. My my wife is is saying that they're called banana hammocks. Banana hammocks. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I say yeah, banana hammocks. You, For you, it'd be a plantain hammock. No, no, no. It would be those little mini bananas. <laughs> so anyway, um, what were we talking about? Now I'm now I'm lost of what we were talking about. Me too, man. Who's gonna guide the ship? I I don't know. You just threw me <laughs> off with that one. But there's there's all kinds of beaches. I don't like hanging out on them, but I I do. I've if we're by one, I like I like to go to them just for a little while. Absolutely, and, I would and, love and to go to out. some of the beaches like Greece and go hang out in some of that. That would be super duper cool. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I know what I wanted to say was that. Um, we got to really watch what you eat because you seem to have been sick the entire trip. And by the way, I think I picked it up from you once we landed. Uh, I have some notorious gut issues or as um, my coworkers say, swamp ass. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I gave you a, a running count of, my I think you visits. said you went to the bathroom 19 times on this trip. <laughs> well, you get a little booze in there, a little, little fatty food, and I'm on my way, buddy. Yeah, I think I pick, I think you I, – I really don't think it was that. I think you picked up a bug and you passed it off to me. As long as it wasn't my corona, I'm good. Yeah, because once we landed, I did not feel good for like a day. Really? Yeah. Dang. I think That's I picked something up from you. I don't know. But – I got the same issues that you said that you had. So <laughs> I'm sorry for you, man. No, that does not. That's, that, not good. that's okay. So in saying all that, I think that you should just, you know, maybe watch what you eat and stuff before you do things like maybe don't drink three Red Bulls before you go out on a boat. Uh, I, I've cut energy drinks out completely. Oh, so you don't drink them at all. Uh, I, I occasionally I might have, some in the morning, like in, in place of my coffee, if I need to quick start. But I really, I really don't because, um, boy, I don't need it at all. I really don't. You've been around me. <laughs> uh, I have. I, I try not. I really can't. Are you a coffee drinker? Yeah, I do. I drink a cup of coffee every morning when I wake up. Just one cup? Mm, I mean, sometimes I do more, but, but when I wake up, yeah, it's, it's probably one. I'm a coffee drinker for sure. G3. Sure. Well, so, you know, with the, with the energy drinks, they just, they don't even taste good to me anymore. There's a couple. No, of them they that, don't. They don't taste good to me either. There's a couple that are okay. Like those rains are, they're okay. The Celsius are okay. But like. I, I do like those. Those tend to be a little bit healthier for you, but. But like a Red Bull or a Monster, I can't do those anymore. Yeah, I don't. So I I will drink the Celsius, whatever it's called. Uh, I'll do one of those usually instead. Those those don't seem to be as intense either. So I don't need all that. Just a little wake me up sometimes. We got people saying coffee is gross. I, I coffee's think coffee's gross. Yeah, I I I enjoy it. 
Coffee's versatile, man. Hot, cold, ice, frozen. Flavored. Whatever. Yeah. Flavored. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you remember the water in the hotel? It was it was delightful. delightful. It was. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you delightful. said that. A little hint of uh fresh lime city. and lemon and That's orange. Right. I remember yeah. you saying, guys, if you had the water, it's delightful. Yeah, and they were just giving it away. Yeah. But uh, you know what? The hotel, we had a good – we had a little view of the arse, so it wasn't so bad. It was a cool little hotel. You know, they – I don't know if I told you this. They tried to upsell me. Yeah, you did. Upsell you on the uh, – <laughs> was said, it on the view? Yeah, they said, do you want an arch view for an extra amount? And we said, no, we're good. We don't need to – I mean, we'll see the arch. We're they tried across. to sell us on the seventeenth uh, floor uh, concierge deal. So we we both got tried to get upsold, but we didn't. We weren't takers. So yeah, I was like, nah, we'll see the arch. It's across the street. And then we get to our room, open the window, and the fucking arch is right there. Well, the great thing is though, wherever we walked, we're like, where are we at? Just look for the arch. We got it. Boom, home base. Now, we did try and get into the XFL game. I wish we would have known it started before we thought it did. Because we, you know, I was joking about that, but it had to have started a little bit earlier than five it had to have because it ended right when we got to the Blues game. By the way, I get home, the Stars uh, pullover deal I had, washed it. Well, in my pocket, I'm like, what is this? It's a clumped up Battle Hawks towel I must have found on the ground. It looked like a homeless guy wiped his ass with it, but um, I got a Battle Hawks towel. So, how the fuck did you do that? But it 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 came back with me. All right. Well, hey, speaking of that, and speaking of the XFL, I got a call from the. uh, Well, I mean, okay. Let let me preface (laughs) this by saying. I got a call from a ticket manager over at the the oh, uh, Dallas yeah. team. So he said, I'll give you the rest of the season plus the Houston game for 60 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's three games plus the one in Houston. So three games plus a road game. Plus and a road game. But so I guess they probably have, what, six games left, give or take? I don't know. Uh, they have three games left, like home, home games. games though. Yeah, right, right. So I uh, would say they probably have six games left. Plus, if they make the playoffs, right? Right. Okay. But I don't 60 know bucks, how. That's that's four games basically. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at like fifteen bucks a game. That's. Did you know how how good were the seats? Uh, he said that they were like. I want to say that he said home team, like end zone, like corner of the end zone not behind the end zone behind the goal post but kind of corner that's pretty dang good that's not bad i mean the way that stadium's built that wouldn't be that bad and then then of course he said if you buy those then next year um hundred dollars for season tickets so um i'm wondering how successful this year is going to make next year more expensive that makes well, sense. So, well, and that's the only reason I thought about buying them was because if you buy them this year, you're locked in for either next year or the next two years on your tickets. So they can't yeah, raise the price on you. 
Oh, that's good. A hundred dollars for seat tickets is that's great. That that's. I mean, that's even great. if you have even if you have shitty seats for a, I'm, and, and you're not going to have shitty seats there. I mean, they, they you know until they start packing them in. I don't know how Globe Life is. I don't know how it's actually laid out because you know baseball stadium, right? How to traditionally play football there, but I can't imagine a bad seat in that stadium for for that amount of money. Yeah, I mean, for a hundred dollars to see a whole season's worth of games, I'll go in on with that. I'll, I'll freaking go in on that. Okay, so yeah. if we if we bought two, it'd just be a hundred bucks a, a piece. I'll go so. in on that. Yeah, sure. um, I'm telling you, man, this is taking off. So what I heard recently is. Uh, they're getting a lot of flack for their quarterback play or the lack of good quarterback play, which, I mean, heck, sometimes in NFL it's the same way. I mean, okay, but I think you can speak to this better than probably most people can. And, you know, I haven't given it a whole lot of – I haven't watched it intensely like I do football – or, excuse me, the NFL or college football. But I will say the the quarterback for – the Battle Hawks, I can't remember his, his last name, Palmer, maybe. He was really good. I think he leads the league in passing yards. And No, he. there's no way he's beating the Houston it, guy. P.J. Walker? You don't think so? No. No way. Or you, was know what? It the Houston, you know what? Was it the Houston guy? You know What's what? His name? I'll look it up right now. P.J. Walker is the is That's the who I'm talking guy. about. P.J. Walker is the Houston Because they played Houston, didn't they? They played Houston, right? No, Dallas played Houston while we were in St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. played uh, I must Seattle. Be thinking the they St. played – uh, I think they played either D.C. or the New York Guardians. Okay, yeah. So – I'm going to look this up. That place was packed, though. Do you remember how many fans were at the Battle Hawks yeah, game? While we, yeah, it was. And it we was talked crazy. to a lot of people going to it. We saw their gear, their, yeah. their merch all over the place. Oh, I, okay. Who was it? So PJ Walker is the Roughnecks. You're right. Yeah. It's Jordan uh, Taomu, which he was a Mississippi Ole Miss quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. But it's PJ Walker. Who I was so impressed with. Yes. That's Houston. Yeah. That, yes. Those right. guys cannot, those guys will win the championship this year. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah. He he was he was really good. Um well Dallas is having a little trouble with their quarterback right now. So Landry Jones is the Dallas quarterback. Right. But he got hurt in the game last week. Again. But before he got hurt, he threw three interceptions. Uh, no crap. Yeah. Baller and, Stoops is ready to yank his ass. Well, he's hurt now, so he is yanked. Who's their backup, you know? Oh, he's he's not good. Not good. And and so when you said that, you know, that, that people are saying that it's the quarterback play, I, I can see that. I can yeah. definitely see that. Well, you know, here's the deal. Um, with the way the game's going now and passing – the quarterback is, is you know, pa- passing quarterback is, is such a big thing or, or versatile for that matter. But um, they got some good names, but a lot of these guys are still trying to make it. They, they're, they might have been dynamic players in college, but they just haven't shown the leadership or been able to play those plays. And I think there's a lot more greater defensive players and other position players and good quarterbacks because elite quarterbacks – I mean – 
not everyone can be a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or a Drew Brees. I mean, that's just the way it is. People go, oh, the quarterback plays so well. It's just some guys are really special. Some guys are just guys, and I can relate to that. So, you know, it's like you can't blame them. I mean, they are what they are. They're playing the next so far reason. They're trying to make a name, and you got to give these guys a chance. They just started playing with these guys. They didn't have much of a training camp. Um, so don't judge a book by its cover. Give them time. Let them settle in. Let this thing develop. And then the dust will settle in. And, and the good ones will emerge and the bad ones will fall off. And somebody else will have a chance to come in. And that's what it's all about anyway. So, so let me stop you for a second. So yeah. on the comments, um, Jeff, of course you know Jeff, he's saying that St. Louis is opening the upper deck for the crowd now. Really? That's that's impressive. St. Louis, you know what? St. Louis proved to be a very great sports town. I think so. Yeah, they're very passionate. The Blues. So were they great. sold out the Blues when we were there. Blues were great. Um, Cardinals fans, the Cardinals fans, they're great traditional, uh, one of the all-time great franchises. Um, they have this big stadium there that was there for the Rams that nobody's been playing in. Um, yeah, so Matt, they missed their football. Matt Schwab is saying that uh, the good ones are the backups in the NFL. <clears throat> in the NFL. He, no, he has a lot. I played football with Matt Schwab in high school. Great guy. Um, I miss him. Matt hollered your boy. Um, and Matt actually walked on at Baylor as a lineman. And then – I think walked on an A&M. So, um, and his so, Ryan so let, me, let me ask him then, since uh-huh. he was a lineman at Baylor, what does he think about the, the defenses and the O-lines in the XFL? Because obviously he's Yeah, he's, he, he's so. very sports. Uh, he's very football intuitive. He, he knows what he's talking about. So, he's plugged into uh, to what's going on. He knows his football. Although he is an Aggie Homer. Oh, that's not good. My Aggie Homer friend. But um, his brother was a great player. And by the way, we won a state championship together, uh, the Schwab brothers. Me and Matt were, were uh, same grade. And our brothers were same grade. And we got to play football with our brothers and also won a state championship. So that was pretty neat. Both two years older than us. Fun fact. So, what do you think? Should we should we bring on Jeff? Yeah, come right. on, Jeff Rowe. Uh, hold on, Jeff. I'm going to send you something. Stand by. Hey, talk about something while I'm doing this. Okay. Um, let's talk about. Find some stuff here. How about? This man that caught stabbing. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Go ahead. Yeah. So, this man was caught stabbing a woman with a syringe full of his semen. Um, not sure what he was trying to accomplish with that. 51 year old Maryland man was arrested for allegedly stabbing a woman in the butt with a syringe after Thomas, oh, Thomas Byron Stimmon not to be confused with Simon, um, was accused of the bizarre crime. Um, I know it feels like a bee sting, doesn't it? Stimmon allegedly said to the victim, Katie Peters, oh my gosh, missing names are just wonderful, after jabbing her. Um, 
I started driving home, said Peters. It started hurting really bad. This isn't funny. I called my son and said, something's not right. I hope nothing happens. I hope I'll make it home okay. I love you. Um, uh, <laughs> only to find out she was shot up full of semen. Like, how do you recover from that, DJ? I don't know. I don't know. That I, I guess no risk of pregnancy, so it was safe sex or safe injection. Um, she added, if you've seen this video, it's very aggressive. It's very deliberate. And that makes us think it's not the first time he's doing this. So this guy must go around injecting people with this semen, um, which, is, which is quite alarming. Um, he's talking about coronavirus. Who knows what's being spread amongst the semen. So what what ended up happening to that guy? Um, let's see. Stephen has been held without bail at the county jail and mandated his blood be tested for the presence of HIV and any other identif identified causative agents of AIDS and hepatitis C. Yeah, that must suck. To, I mean... I guess at some point along the way, I've been tested for AIDS. Walk on wood, Magic Johnson, shout out. No longer showing HIV positive. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here. Yeah. It's going to be controversial. Say it. Uh, Magic Johnson never had AIDS. Really? Yeah. You've been listening to your conspiracy theory, boy. Yeah, but here's the thing. How many other people do you know were cleared of it? I don't. Exactly. It's magic. You hate magic. Oh, look who's here. You hate magic. That's what it is. <laughs> What's up, Jeff Rowe? How's it going, Jeff? How's it going, DJ? Hey, uh, Jeff, turn your, uh, if you can turn your mic down just a little bit. Okay, how about that? You tell me when. Yeah, but here's Right there. Okay. Yeah, I did I have it mic'd up a little bit. You know cleared of it. What up? Okay, so let's try this one more time. Don't get frustrated. No, no, no. Of course not. Oh, I was ready to fight somebody last night. I, I stayed up late. I was supposed to be on a pod. I had a show planned out, had the schedule and everything. And then it, uh, I think it was their bandwidth couldn't keep up. So it's like 11 oh, o'clock. Really? Yeah, it's like 11 o'clock at night. I got to get up at 4 in the morning. The show got canceled. I'm like, dang. Oh, stupid podcasting. Dang it. Did that, did it work out last night though? The zoom that you did? Well, yeah, I got another guy to come on. It was perfect. It was just like the night, the, well, I guess we did Skype that night, but it was just as smooth as that. I haven't had any trouble except for, uh, when I got on with them guys. Oh. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, I was clicking, showing the hot, you know, showing the uh, web pages like you do and all that stuff. No problems. But hmm. I'm know. glad you're using it now. Oh yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I got a couple good ones scheduled. I think it's, I think it's helping already. I've got, Next week, I've got some uh, some ones I'm really uh, looking forward to. So, but, Jeff, what do you what do you cover in your podcast? Kind of just random stuff like we do. Yeah, I I, I just I just find um, I try to find people that are just fun to talk to, and then I talk about whatever they like. So, sure. whether it's movies, whether it's sports, uh, whether it's just their podcast, I'll I'll talk about anything. That's that's quite, kind of why I call Jeff needs help. Just because, like, I had a stand-up comedian on one time. I've got, uh, huh. I've got 
movie review coming up in a couple weeks. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, then I just, you know, I want to try and get some people on. Like, I'm into running and stuff, so I want to try and get some, you know, athletes on to talk about, you know, sure. stuff like, you know, stuff like that. But and then I do a football podcast one too. We did our kind of first off season pod the other day. Talked about the XFL and the draft and the combine and stuff like that. So yeah, I love watching the combine. We watched some of the combine when we were um, hanging out in St. Louis. I love, I love watching that. And that was kind of our point on it, that it's great to have in the background. Like, it's just something yeah. cool to be on TV. Just like, did that guy just run a 4-3-1? Exactly. Now, how much – What as far as the combine goes, what do you put into it? Like, if, you know, you played you played the game. Yeah. So, much, I thought yeah. uh, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin freaking showed out. Yeah, I heard. I think he, he, he just – his burst. I thought um, – uh, is it – Bailey, stop. Is it Peters? Uh, is it Peterson from LSU, the receiver? No, uh, Jefferson. 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 Yeah. He, yeah, he's a pro. He, he showed out. He jumped up, and um, I thought it was the Ohio State defensive end. What's yep. his name? Number two. Yep. Did not test. He showed up. His interview was like, "I know I'm. I know I'm badass. Yeah. I'm a game day player." And in a weird way, I liked his arrogance. Uh, yeah. I always liked the guys to. Show up, test, and do your thing. Don't hide. You know, if you're injured, don't do it. But I, I appreciate the guys uh, putting it out there, and, and that's what you should do. You know, be prepared. That's part of, you know, interview well, do your physical thing. But there was an offensive lineman there. Oh my God, from it was Louisville a that freaks ran like a five-one. He's like. Six seven three sixty five. Yeah, yeah. You'd like I to mean, have a couple of them guys back in the day, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's um, they're they're comparing them to Trent uh uh how the the oh from the, Philadelphia uh, uh Philadelphia yeah Trent yeah, Thomas Trent yeah Thomas? or something yeah I know I of, or maybe mean. the uh, Redskins tackle one of the others but uh yeah it's Williams a, I think Trent Williams Trent, well, yeah yeah that's it yeah. he played the well, OU there's... I think. I think though, I think it helps the offensive linemen a lot because they don't get to show that athletic that, that pure speed and athleticism, you know, because they're in the trenches all year. So when they get a jump and run, I think I think people really. And, and their times, as far as a forty are important. They're they're, they're five ten five. They're yeah. burst. They're ten yard burst. They're yeah, probably um, about ten yards. Yeah, th- that stuff for them is the most important. Um, you know, uh, for them. And I, I think the explosiveness, I love watching them throw up the 225. It's crazy. Many times. Um, but, uh, yeah, I enjoy – I think them adding and adapting the drills to modern football with the uh, the gauntlet for the receivers, I think yeah. that's all good stuff. So. I think the I think the probably the – I'm a, I'm a fan of the defensive backs probably, you know, I guess it's whatever you play in high school or whatever, mm-hmm. but – I think their drills train yeah. the best. I don't know why, just because it's all – it's defensive backs is so much of a – That safety a linebacker from Clemson. That, um, that's a, what a – don't – I don't – What's his last name? Um, how was it? Seven? Yeah, he was – Yeah, I know. Charts. As an Ohio State fan, I know exactly how good he is. He's, he's a, yeah. <laughs> but I he's, do respect his game. I think he's – Off the uh, charts. I, to me, he's the best player in the draft if, if I got to take a guy. Is he? Um, I, I do. I do. As far as all-around best player, yeah. Who's your uh, home pro team? I don't really have one. I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. Yeah. Uh, but it's when they're, when they're down, uh, I don't beat myself up over it. I, I stress so much about a high state all year. Well, you can't. They're always down, bro. 
Yeah, well, it's been a minute. We had a good run in the we had a good run in the eighties. That was a good time, but it's yeah. uh, it's been rough for a while. But I, I can't I can't commit to a pro team and a, a college team. I just I, I so got you're it. a Buckeyes fan. Oh uh, yeah, to say the least. To say the least. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about Sorry, Ohio State for a minute. What is going on with your quarterback in the NFL? Uh, which one? You talking about the Haskins or Cordell? I think Cordell. XFL. Oh, the XFL. Uh, did I say NFL? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, XFL. I thought you said XFL. So, so I thought I did. I I actually since we had our XFL show coming up, I recorded a bunch of games, so I try to catch up on a lot of the stuff that's going on. Actually, real quick, Jeff, since I got you on here, I'd love to get you on our football podcast sometime. Sure. I've already Anytime, promised. Man. I've already promised my buddy. I'm like, I got a former Baylor quarterback. I think I can get. Man, him hey, that's that's where it's at. I, I that's my it. passion. I can talk about that in my sleep. But to uh, to uh, DJ, what what I see, and uh, you know, I'm not a. Once these guys go to the pros, I'm not a homer. Just I'll preface it with that. Like you know, just because he just because he wants the greatest game in the history of college football, it's fine. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, what what I see is that you've got a guy. They've got this. We talked. I talked about it the other night a lot. They've got this twenty-five second clock, and a game is so fast, and that is not his game. Uh, he's a. Uh, if anything, he. I don't know. He might need to be under center, like back in the day. I, I don't know. Jeff would know this better than me. I don't know how he sees it, but he's got that huge arm. Well, the game is so fast. What, what's a big arm do you any good if the receivers can't get more than twenty yards downfield? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're taking that away from him. He's not. He's not super mobile. He's, he's athletic, but he's not fast or mobile. So you don't have any of the spread option stuff. So it's, it's drop back. The defensive lineman's in his face. He's got to wing it. Um, I, I don't think – I think the NFL is a better game for him than the XFL, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Really? Yeah, I do. Who was he, dra- who was he drafted by? Uh, he went originally to San Diego first. And just didn't, didn't even make a he squad? Just, or what? Yeah, he just – no, he uh, – he, 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 uh, his first year was actually pretty good, and then he kind of fell off, and then he wound up with you know you know an yeah. auto team. Then he's a big dude, and he, he like six huge. five two forty or something. Yeah, he's he's real big. So I I, I thought it was controversial. I, well, what it well heck, you know, the, was it the national championship game or no? That was Alabama, but where uh, the kid from Texas, uh, what's his number sixteen, the quarterback at the same time, uh, uh, from Wichita Falls. Uh, that started Ohio State forever. The quarterback from – oh, you're talking about J.T. Barrett. I'm so, sorry. he beat him out at the end, right? J.T. Barrett was unhealthy. Yeah, they, they, back yeah and you're, then, right, you're right. After the national championship, yeah. Cardell was a starter. They stuck with him. Yeah, they did. And they won. Yeah, right. they won. Well, they won a championship. Well, J.T. Barrett broke his leg. That's right. And that's how Card, or Cardell got the – Got the job, and then they Cardell won it the next year and, and fought through uh, one of the best teams we ever had, and he fought through it. And then he got replaced. I was actually there the game he got replaced, and it was uh, I kind of felt bad for Cardell because when they JT went in, the crowd just you know, there's yeah. a thousand people just were like, finally. Uh, but and that's know, when I had Zeke too, that's yeah. Zeke was still there that year. That was a year we, for whatever reason, just kind of shit the bed against Michigan State and didn't get our second national title. It's a that, that 2015 team is the biggest. I, to come off a national championship, the biggest disappointment in mm. probably high state history or one of them, but they beat Michigan, you know, went out with a national title, but yeah, that was a, that was a weird time. Yeah. The, the we beat Michigan, Michigan national title. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're spoiled. Uh, I, no, nobody feels bad. By for the it. way, 
DJ, I don't know. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, highly overrated in his career. Yeah, I, I called you. him. He won't come on the show. Oh, he really? Won't? Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what the deal is. Is he won a game versus Ohio State yet? No. Yeah. You know what? They had a better year this year. They did beat some ranked teams, but they. Yeah. There's a bigger there's a bigger talent difference than they want to admit. Uh, I mean, I mean, with the whole country, uh, you know, as far as where Mich- where they think Michigan is talent wise, isn't isn't where they don't have the depth that the, the top. I mean, right now, I think it's the top four programs are got uh, something like, oh man, it's something like sixty percent of the five stars and four stars. Like it's crazy how much talent's going to the top teams. Uh, the playoffs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-oh. Look a lot to Uh-oh, we lost him for a second. Oh, son of a... Hey, so th- this is a good time, though. Um, in talking about all this, um, I kind of want to steer it back into um, yeah. alcohol. <laughs> all right. My second... Yeah. I know my first favorite thing. I'm not going to lie. So I want to talk about the top 10. Yeah. Uh, the top 10... Um, Bizarre. Bizarre alcoholic drinks. Awesome. So I've looked a couple of these up and I found some some uh, expensive beer. videos on them and different things like that. But I thought it would be fun to just talk about <laughs> some of this stuff. So um, let's talk about the first one. Number 10, the world's <laughs> most expensive beer. Brewdog is a Scottish craft brewery. Yes, and- we have one in Columbus. It has produced a 55% alcohol beer called the end of history. Ooh. The reason they called it the end of history was because they had um, worked to get the alcohol content up so much in their beer. They had battled against people when they finally got it to the 55%, they called it the end of history and they stopped trying to make it. Now what's interesting about this alcohol is not only that it's 55% alcohol for the drink, but it's served inside a dead animal skin and <laughs> it goes from 500 to 700 pounds. And I think I equaled that out to like, I think it's like 700 to $900 um, yeah. for it. Uh, the range of price is due to the unusual container for the bottle. Only 12 were made in the initial run and each was served in a bottle contained within either a squirrel or a stoat. The price of the bottle <laughs> depended on the up. size of the stuffed animal, which it came in. And those who missed out on the first batch were later able to pick up a bottle if they joined in a round of crowdfunding of the brewery. Now, those who put up $20,000 in the crowdfunding each got a free bottle of the end of history, still presented with a dead animal. And you can see it in the picture. You, you've got a couple wow. of these, these things. Squirrel. So, you oh, got so there's squirrel. the bottle. It isn't a bottle. Right. No, okay. Because <laughs> they used to make the, the, uh, the uh, not used to make, but they use like the actual animal skin containers. I thought it, it might actually be. Oh, one. no. These are, these are actually like you see this one. This one has Woof. a top hat and a, like a, almost like a tuxedo one. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. In Southeastern Ohio, that's just pretty much what everybody's got wrapped around their beer. Okay. 20,000. Oh, smoked salmon. That's your favorite, DJ. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But like I said, those who put up $20,000 received a free bottle. 
I don't know that there's any beer on this planet that's worth. No. So I wanted to show a quick clip of this beer, uh, the Brewdog End of History. Uh, I want to make sure, let me check something real quick. I want to make sure that everyone can hear what we're doing. And I want to play, we're not going to play the whole thing. I'll kind of scan through it, but this is a video beer review of the end of history. This comes from Craft Beer Geek. Hi guys, welcome back to my channel. So, annoyingly for me, maybe not so for you, uh, I just filmed this whole video review um, and then my camera packed in. So here we go, take two. Uh, having had some already. Uh, let's see how it goes this time. So today I am reviewing a very special beer. This is a 55% ABV beer by Brewdog. It is indeed end of history. <laughs> a fox? It's a rabbit. Rabbit. So for those who don't know, this beer is 55%. It is a freeze-distilled blonde Belgian ale with Scottish nettles and juniper berries. Um, the background so to this beer is yeah. with Tactical Nuclear Penguin at 32%, which was their freeze-distilled uh, stout. Essentially, it was Tokyo then freeze-distilled to get to 32%. Uh, German brewery then came out with uh, Icebock at 39%. Brewdog then uh, increased with, with uh, freeze-distilled Icebock, yeah. which was, of course, Sink the Bismarck at 41%. German brewery responded with a 43% ice block, uh, and Brew Brewdog decided that enough was enough. Uh, they were going to produce the beer to end this uh, ongoing battle with the German brewery. So they produced the 55% uh, end of history. So I got this beer. I was very fortunate through getting within the te top 10 referrals in Equity Punk 5. Uh, top 10 referrals all got a bottle of End of History. So there was 10 then and 11 in the original round. So only ever 21 bottles of this ever produced. And in doing so, I promised that if I received a bottle, I would drink it, taste it and give a review. So here we go. This is that review. So without further ado, let's get the beer in the glass and see what the appearance, aroma and taste is like. I don't know, bro. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> beer in the I glass? It's a beautiful golden, uh, dark golden color. So very similar to a whiskey that's potentially been aged for a few years. That's exactly uh, what I was thinking. It looked like a, a liquor, not bottle. a beer. It looks um, like, yeah. well, that's maybe just make out the lacing on the glass. The alcohol is really sticking to the side. Um, it sounds yeah, like a brandy. I'm thinking carbonation, like brandy. no head at all to speak, but you wouldn't really expect one at, at 55%. So let's get, on and see what the aroma's like. A little part of me wants him to throw up. A little part of me. Wow. So this has been warming up in the glass for a bit of time. Um, you get a lot of that kind of cherry, fruit, toffee, uh, burnt toast type aroma coming through. Very reminiscent of uh, the Death or Glory, if anyone's tried that. But unlike uh, Death of Glory, which is very uh, all fruits, the alcohol really comes through in this one. Is that what you're drinking, DJ? Same thing? Those, those alcohol <laughs> No, I'm drinking uh, Adios Pantalontes. 
Oh, nice. It's uh, Roar and Sons. It's beer with lemon and lime. Smell nice. But mostly just. A lot of brewers are making seltzers now around here. We have a ton of brewers around here. They're starting to make seltzers. So, yeah, let's dive on in and have a drink. Yeah, that's what I've been waiting on, guy. All these YouTube guys. What happened to this drink? Wow. Again, there's a bit of aniseed and licorice. Um, Ugh, a little bit. Oh, of that sounds, no. Uh, sounds terrible. Raisin type flavor. Sounds great for $300 a sip. Hits you, is you get a tingle on your lips. And a bit of that sort of aniseed. Sounds like Frank the Tank. Uh, raisin <laughs> taste. And then really bitter on the back of the throat. That sounds like he's describing gasoline. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, at the end, and then it burns as it goes down the throat. You <laughs> the alcohol. <laughs> My ass. That's all. He said everything, everything you want about a beer, isn't he? Yeah. Not getting much of the nettles necessarily or the juniper berries, although there's definitely a, a fruity taste to it. It's not like whiskey where it's spirit and oak and wood. There's a fruity... Uh, raisiny plum type character to it but the overriding sense is the bitterness that lingers kind of at the back of the- <laughs> how is that classified as a beer I, i'm wondering about i'm not i'm not up on my i still i'm going, going with the, like a cognac or a whiskey yeah uh, cognac between them between the yeah but wasn't freezing still cognac is exactly what i'm thinking taste is very much like um uh brew dogs uh Triple distilled jackhammer uh, hop shot because you get that kind of real bitter. Do you, so you guys, you guys probably don't even have brew dog. Do they have brew dog in your area? No. no See, we've got don't. it. We've got the the uh, American distillery here in Columbus, so it's everywhere. It is awesome. They do make brag. <laughs> I didn't build it. So yeah, that so that does not <laughs> sound good to me. Nope. And I and and I'm almost thinking this goes back to when we were talking about the coronavirus porn, Jeff. <laughs> good stuff. Is, this almost seems like get it just to get it. You you know what I mean? Like own it just to own it. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it in everything that that guy said, it sounds like it tastes like shit. It's bitter. It the licorice I hate black. It just keeps lingering around. Yeah, here. not good to lingering. me. He not was good. like, it burns going down your throat. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think there is like uh, Dustin. You said something. Like I've seen people eat like ten thousand dollar tacos or something like a five thousand. I think these people that are affluent, they kind of get off on. And oh, I just spent twenty grand on a being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like I believe in, I believe in splashing. You know, if you got a little extra, spend it. But sometimes you can, you're just being a dick. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to flavored vodkas. Now, as yeah. you said before, Jeff, I'm a vodka guy. I like vodka. Um, some of the the vodka flavors are very good. Uh, yeah. Vanilla, cherry, all those different ones are. Bloody Mary. They're okay. <laughs> I can't. But now there's a smoked salmon flavored vodka. 
the Alaska distillery makes a vodka, which has been incorporated into what wit, excuse me, into what has been called Alaska's signature cocktail. They produce a smoked salmon flavored vodka, which they say goes brilliantly with a Bloody Mary. It's made from yeah. water from glacial ice, which I listened to Joe Rogan and he brought on uh, Dan Aykroyd, who owns uh, Crystal Head. Yeah, Skull Crystal vodka. Head Vodka. Yeah, Crystal Head Vodka. Oh, I didn't know he owned that. Yeah, so um, he, he brought on and he was talking about how you make uh, a vodka taste good. And that's exactly what he said. You need glacial water and they they get theirs from like canada from a special it's the last Hmm. like glacier in canada or something like that it was crazy but then they take the salmon and they infuse it into the vodka and that's what gives it that pink uh kind of color to it and then they introduced a bacon vodka which of course is is bacon vodka now bacon vodka might be pretty good but i i don't know about the salmon vodka i've had bacon bourbon and that's the closest. Yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of talk about this one. The fermented mare's milk is, it does not sound good at all. I, there's a couple on here that I wanted to talk about, though. One oh, of them, fuck that. Snake fuck. wine. So, no. Well, it gets better. No. So, <laughs> so in this one, I was reading about it, right? Um, and, so what this is is in in places like china southeast asia they make a lot of this wine but they make it different things like they make a mouse wine they make a snake wine they make all these different things right uh and it's supposed to have medicinal value and and things like that now this is where it gets interesting so it says often the snakes are forced into the bottles alive and they drown in the rice wine the unpleasant practice though is not always effective There have been reports of snakes surviving the process for months by entering a hibernation state only to spring to life and bite the drinker. This is the closest I've ever been to stop drinking. I'm just going to let you guys know that right now. I'm not going to, but this is the closest I've ever been. Those are freaking cobras too. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I I just can't. Yeah. I'm not. This is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. That's so you bad. think that's the most disturbing one? Oh, no. Oh. Well, let's move oh, on, gentlemen. Oh, God. That is, they drown the snake in the. Yeah, so they put the it. snake in live and it drowns in the rice. It'll bite your face wine. when you drink it. Um, but there are things that, there are certain snakes that survive through it and then come out and bite Yeah, because they're snakes. Yeah. So you thought that was the worst, but it gets worse. Oh, so, God. Gilpin Family Whiskey. Anyone want to take a guess on this one? Family Whiskey? So, what it is, is oh, they have figured God. out that yeah. type 2 diabetics are unable to regulate the amount of sugar in their blood, and so often they have high blood sugar. This gets excreted in their urine. So, <laughs> this guy got an idea to take urine from elderly people with diabetes and turn it into single malt whiskey. Oh, what the fuck! My All fermentation is essentially God. the same, and that sugar is converted to alcohol by yeast. Gilpin filters the urine to remove the sugar, and then uses that sugar to drive the fermentation process. Gilpin's own grandmother has provided some of the raw material for the project. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Ra- 
I'm looking at number five while you're reading. I, I know. <laughs> that left, you know what? what Don't the? worry. We'll get Sorry. there. But, we'll so get you, there. I, I admire how you brought this all the way around from the woman who uh, peed alcohol. Yes. You like that? DJ, you teased me. I told yeah. you. You're like, it's coming, but I told you. Not. I'm a puppet master. He is a maestro, isn't he? So, unfortunately, the whiskey will not be widely available, but will serve to raise the question about whether we should be harvesting resources that would otherwise be flushed away. Hell no. It, no. So, no, no amount of money gets you to drink that. Oh, no. There's I'll definitely never say money. that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there's, it's probably not as much as you think. Jeff, what is it? Is it 500000 Uh, Sure. A whole bottle, one night. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a fair deal. <laughs> well, here's the thing about urine, it's sterile. It's always the key about urine, it's sterile. Now you're bargaining. Oh, I like it. Sterile. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Three penis wine. Now there's a penis <laughs> in there, DJ. Let's talk about this. This is another Chinese wine. Um, and they use, a, like I said, a lot of different things. They have snakes in it. They have mice in it. Uh, in China, to give men back their potency, they go straight to the source. In traditional pharmacies, you can buy wine, which has had penises steeped in it. <laughs> One particular wine ups the ante by containing the power of three penises at once. <laughs> Tezi Sambion Ju is a rice wine that to the unobservant, would look much like any other. Its name, however, translates to three penis liquor. Those willing to try it will get the supposed benefits of deer, seal, and dog penis in their shot. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, yeah. it is mostly men who seek the help from three penis liquor. Oh, yeah. Deer penis is a big deal around here. The drink is also said to have the power to heal the kidneys. Perhaps the makers have missed a marketing opportunity there to market it to women with kidney issues. All right. So what do we think about this one? That's a, that's a, that's a lot of penis. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying I've never steeped my penis in wine. Well, I mean, I'm a little more disturbed that you said deer penis is a big thing around here. Oh yeah. I mean, that's people. Uh, it's, it's a, like a, it's not a, it's not, yeah, it's not an aphrodisiac. It's a, uh, Viagra, vitality right? yeah yeah vitality yeah yeah oh yeah that, so they they eat deer penis uh i don't know what they it's i think they're dry they're like calf fries uh, uh, <laughs> no i don't think it, i think it's more like of a they dry, cut up, fry it mm. turn it into more like a dust but i don't know a dust that man people that, terrible hey, you get in the hills around here they'll eat just about anything like i'm not even exaggerating so would you snort deer penis nut dust <laughs> Well, you know what? After after a bottle of urine wine or urine, <laughs> do anything. I do about anything. I'm not, <laughs> oh my That's god! Terrible. So, Anti so we have antigen. Now this comes <laughs> nice. from uh, Copenhagen. Uh, they have a bunch of restaurants. Well, they have one in particular that has one for like best restaurant. Um, in the world, uh, it has ranked the world's best restaurant four times. Um, and they started getting this idea. So they came over to the United States and they made this, uh, they made this dish consisted of cabbage leaves and live ants. 
They started this okay. Nordic Food Lab. It's a nonprofit organization, and it investigates food diversity and deliciousness. Now, working with a gin distillery, they bought the brought the flavor of ants to the masses. Each bottle of anti-gin can you get the joke right? Anti-gin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Each bottle of anti-gin contains the essence of sixty-two wood ants, which have been hand foraged. The ants were chosen for uh, Noma's menu and this gin because when under attack, they produce a spray of chemicals to fend off predators. Many of the chemicals have aromas, which the creators of this gin say add to the flavor. Once again, you're going to pay like 200 pounds for the bottle. This one doesn't seem really that bad to me. No, no. Well, I like that even uh, even the ants now have to be free roam. <laughs> like they have to clarify that they're, they're hand Hand foraged, hand foraged ants. Like they're not using the machine. There's not an ant farm. <laughs> like ants. Uh, yeah, this, I don't mind that at all. Actually, I kind of like the idea of that. So this Sir, is a, sour. This is the big one that I had that I wanted to talk about. So this is called the sour toe cocktail, and let me kind of tell the story behind it, and then we have a video behind it too. Oh God. The downtown hotel in Dawson City, Canada offers patrons a unique opportunity. All you have to do is order a shot of spirit and pledge the sour toe oath. Then the bar will take your shot and place a real human toe into the glass. Then you take your shot and become a member of the sour toe club. The club has only one rule. You can drink it fast. You can drink it slow, but your lips have got to touch the toe. Uh. The legend of the toe is that it belonged to a booze runner during Prohibition. Caught in a blizzard, the runner developed gangrene in his toe, and he had to hack it off with an axe, and it was preserved in rum. Decades later, the preserved toe was supposedly found, and how the decision was made to turn the cocktail, turn it into a cocktail is lost to history. The current toe used in the cocktail is not the original one. Several toes have been accidentally swallowed by those taking the sour toe challenge. In 2013, one patron swallowed the toe on purpose, uh, willingly paid the $500 fine for the loss of the key ingredient. And those who swallow the toe now will be hit with a $2,500 charge. Right. Luckily, the hotel, now, this is where it gets interesting. Luckily, the hotel has managed to get other toes donated to it. Oh. Oh, so you can donate your toes? Yeah. No, that's fair. So I was like, they'll hit with a $2,500 charge for every toe they swallow. Do, do I have to shit it out and give it back? It's no, a toe, you, no, you you bought it. You break okay. it, you bought it. <laughs> you eat it, you buy it. Yeah. That's how it is with human remains. There's little sticklers on that. What do you think, guys? Um, no, this this one. Oh, God. I don't even uh, I don't even know if I would drink it if somebody put their like toe in it that was still connected to them. Like, so, I don't know if I believe that shit. That, no, it's well, okay. I'm glad you said that. No, I'm not. Here we go. Let me make sure of something real quick so that we can all hear it. This comes from Atlas Obscura. Drink it fast or drink it slow. The lips have got to touch the toe. Yeah. Dawson City, Yukon, Canada. Super north, gold mining town. Legend has it that Captain Dick Stevenson, local bartender, <laughs> and 
Yeah, of course. Was well, cleaning out an old miner's cabin when he found a mummified human toe floating in a jar of alcohol. He created what is called the sour toe cocktail, which involved taking the toe and putting it in a glass of champagne. All you have to do is go to the Dawson City Hotel bar order the sour toe cocktail, and they will watch you drink the drink. They will make sure the lips touch the toe, and then you get a certificate. Thousands of people have come to join the sour toe cocktail club. There have been some mishaps. The first toe was there for about seven years before someone swallowed it. Someone was on their 13th uh, sour toe cocktail, which why you would keep doing it is- 13? confusing when he got drunk enough that he tipped backwards on his chair and accidentally swallowed the toe. Donated due to an inoperable corn. That toe also swallowed. Amputated due to frostbite. Also swallowed. Anonymously sent in. We don't know why that person didn't have a toe. That toe was stolen. Someone just stole it. Given to the bar by a local old timer uh, in exchange for free drinks for his nurses, amputated due to <laughs> diabetes, sent in anonymously with a note that said, don't wear open-toed shoes while mowing the lawn. Good advice. Was recently swallowed in 2013 when Josh from New Orleans showed up, slammed the drink toe and all, put $500 on the table, the then fine for drinking the toe, and then left, vanished. So the bar response has since raised the fine to $2,500. They also put out ads, human toe wanted ads. Luckily, they didn't have to stop serving the sour toe cocktail because they have always kept an extra toe in the freezer. Click here to subscribe or click here to watch our other video. Uh, I'm so, uh, I'm so you said you thought it was fake, Jeff. There you go. trying to think of a good pun here i just can't think of one <laughs> uh thanks for never mind go ahead yeah, something about tiptoeing around the subject oh, uh, <laughs> i told you about it there <laughs> yeah but honestly that's to me that's the fucking worst one well no the cobra's the no, worst no the snake's the worst one but we're not done okay that's a good point Pour over women's breast. I'll take it. That one wins. Buyers can get whiskey, rum, and vodka, which has had the G-Spirit treatment. Each bottle comes <laughs> with a certificate signed by a model that swears the alcohol has been run over their flesh. Oh. They will also receive a photograph of the model mid-soaking. The makers have created a glass basin to catch the alcohol and offer videos of the process. For around $200, the owners of G-Spirits promise a first-rate product and the eroticism of a beautiful woman. That... Whether this translates into a better flavor awaits a blind taste test. Wow. It hey, does not. We know what the guy in the basement's drinking while That's he's exactly watching, while what he's I watching was thinking. Corona porn. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. G-Spirits. Yeah. That... Uh, yeah. That's um, that's 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 a that's a unique perversion right there. Well, here's what I'm thinking, Jeff. Remember how you said that's dickhead money? <laughs> that's dickhead money right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely believe that, Jeff. Uh, J Dub, would you agree with that? 
Yes, I, I totally agree. So you could drink titties, penis. <laughs> I just don't get it. Is not alcohol enough? Yes, it is. I agree with that. Like, why, why, why toes? Why, like, ancient, you know, make strong like bull. Fuck that. Strong like bull anyway. No. Wow. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> wow, we're, we're we really got in depth on this. This is a real revelation coming from J Dub. This is alarm. This is bullshit, man. This is alarm. That one there's a little creepy. That one's kind of straight up creepy. Well, but you know what? Here's the thing. You say it's creepy. I bet they make a shit ton of money. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, creep sells. Well, that's yeah. like the porn. Sh- the, the 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 someone some weirdos are like this gets me off so bad. Yep. Yep. That's what it is. And those people are usually, you know, well, no, there can be normal affluent, you know, but anyway, yeah. Dickhead Who's a mind. fan of rogue beer? I, I, I was until 18 seconds ago. Okay. Well, no, I am. I do, I do like rogue. Jeff? I have no idea what it is. Okay. Well, they sell it here. They sell it in the area. It's, it's pretty good beer. Rogue beer is pretty good um i think it feels like a colorado beer i don't know why that's in my head that it's a colorado i beer. i don't know what it is but they sell it in this area it's oh it's yeah pretty oh, good it's, yeah it's, it's big i think they actually got bought up by a bigger company they're they're out everywhere now so um Sidetrack. rogue has decided that the yeasts you know are the big part of making their beer and they they kept running across the same yeast and they kept coming across the same ideas. So they thought, how can we be different from everyone else? So their idea was, let's find a strain of yeast that's not normal to all the other yeasts that they use. So they looked in all the usual places, didn't find anything. Then hmm. someone joked that his beard, which John Mayer, the chief brewer, had not shaved since 1978 might be playing host to some interesting yeast. Oh. So they took nine hairs, they cultivated a yeast that was ideal for beer making, and it had been lurking in Mayer's beard. The yeast was probably a mix of wild yeast strain and one normally used in the brewery. So the beer was released in 2014 as Rogue Beard Beer. Uh... I don't think that one's as gross as it sounds. I'm not going it, to. Fuck kinda, it is, dude. It's kind of cool. So you're a no hair in my food guy, Jeff. Well, fuck, who's not a no hair in my food guy? No, it doesn't bother me as much as it does other people. It's the weird oh, okay. thing. All right, Jeff, he can't be on the phone anymore. <laughs> like, I don't freak out. Um, but I'm not. That's, that's the yeast Jeff, in it. Can I ask you, are you drunk? No, no, I'm actually not. I got, I got a big run Sunday. I'm trying to, ba- I try to take it easy. Make sure you don't chuck on those hairs. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't eat. I just don't, I don't freak. But that was no. Uh, actually, this is. I didn't know there was yet. yeast in like people's beards. That's kind of blowing my mind right now. Well, Wait, that, say they that say again. Beards. I mean, he's there's a beard. yeast just growing in a beard. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. I'm oh, shaving yeah. tomorrow. Oh, I'll, no. Nope. No. I'm, I'm proud just, of this thing. Yeah, I'm just saying, DJ, like, you're sitting on a gold mine right there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you should have seen it. it oh, was, yeah? It was glorious at one <gasps> you point. You have no idea. Really? Yeah, it was way longer than this. 
Oh, man. So, um, 2016, a crowdfunding page emerged for a Polish company looking to brew a beer using yeast source from a model's private parts. Ah. Because yeast is used in brewery is a different strain to that is usually found in humans. It seems unlikely to succeed. I'm sure it won't stop people trying, however. See, this is back to, and I agree with you guys, this is back to what the fuck are people, like, who wants that? It's not necessary. Yeah. Jeff, you seem like you're you're thinking. This is is all kind of just. This has been in like. I'm I'm rarely rendered speechless, but this is fucking gross, man. Yeah, a lot (laughs) of these are gross. They're just kind of. Yeah, this is all this. Yeah, I need to reevaluate. Let's recap real quick. Which 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 ones would we drink and uh, not have to? All right, yeah. let's start at the top real quick. Okay. Yeah. So we have. I would drink that. The world's most expensive. Beer. Oh yeah, I would drink that. I would try it out. Yeah, flavored vodka. I would try it out. Yeah, I would, try, I would try it. No problem. Fermented mares. Whatever that is. I would is. try it. It's um. I'm trying to. I don't want to really go into this one because there's not a lot about it. Uh, it's only 10% alcohol and it's like, Oh, that's uh, not even alcohol. Like, yeah, it's my blood's 10% alcohol when I get up. Yeah. But it's, it's contaminant. Um, th- they talk about that. The fermentation is what makes it so strong. It's like uh mare's milk fermented. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's gross, but it's not bad. Snake wine. Nope. No, I'm not doing that just cause I don't like snakes. Me, no, I'll do that. I'm definitely not drinking piss. Nope. Nope. No, you already said you would, Jeff. No, I mean, I would, but I'm saying which ones would I taste? Okay. Like, without, without, without money. Okay. <laughs> Three penis wine. Nope. I don't think so, but they are just dipped in it, right? Yeah. So they just dip the dicks in it. And they're not human. They're not, they weren't human dicks. No, so, but they're steeping dick in your drink. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you know what? When you say it, when you break it down like that. There's a dick steeped in your drink. That's like going to Starbucks and and fucking Thomas behind the counter just steeping his dick in your tea. It's like instead of doing the hot thing, it's like a penis, hot penis is pressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Thanks. You you guys cleared that up for me. Maybe right. I have had one one more bourbon. That All from different animals, by the way. Not so this one here. I'm kind of interested in. So I'm, I'm yeah. So uh, it's deer, seal, and dog penis. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Fuck that. Especially a dog penis. What? 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 <laughs> well, I mean, if it's going to be penis, it ought to be something. It ought to be rare, like <laughs> Jeff. Dog. Thank you like, for uh, having. Oh, so let, let me understand this. <laughs> so you would blow a rare animal. But it's got to be rare. Oh, so I'm way more so like you would blow, a, so you would blow like a Tyrannosaurus Rex because that's wow. super rare. But but a dog, no, that motherfucker would be ten right. times There's more dogs charming. Everywhere, exactly, dog. exactly. Oh. oh my goodness! That, hey, that, all right. I mean, antigen. Yeah, I would, yes, I would try that. Sour no. toe cocktail. No. no, that's fucked up. No, yeah, I don't know. Just to just to say you did it. I don't know, man. Oh, geez. Well, to be fair, I'll do anything. So if I'm <laughs> well, there yeah, in the situation, said you blow a Tyrannosaurus Rex. So <laughs> you know what? I'll go ahead and say that because if it happens, then it's. Can I, mean, I just say 
Thank you, Jeff. And not like a guy in a not suit. Being on here yeah. and making me not look so bad. Poured over a woman's oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not. It, it doesn't enhance it, but I'd definitely try it. I mean, I'd try it. Damn. Yeah. Beer brew. Yo, you didn't answer. I don't. I don't. It, DJ has to answer that. I mean, I yeah, I would. It, okay. It's so dumb though. Like I'm not paying. It is dumb. Here's, I here's the whole that thing. You that say that I would try thing. it. You, you know, I would try it just because of what it is. I'm not paying that much money. Call me. No. Call no me I'm, not. I'm not no. doing that. No. I will not pay that much money. No. It, this is eat. like this is all if it's free. Yeah. 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 I mean, or, I guess or the normal was, price. Yeah. yeah. Or normal price. Yeah. Twelve bucks a shot. Just a thousand dollars for the beer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, right. me, me, and Jeff paid twenty dollars a drink in St. Louis at oh, this man. shitty bar. Were you in the Arena District or something? Hotel bar. We were at the hotel. Oh. What? Twenty dollars yeah. a fucking drink. Yeah. Was it a good drink? No. Oh, no. Balls. That's the worst. I mean, the dude had like a custom smoked cinnamon stick drink. It was like twelve bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like the speakeasy was badass. Yeah, it was. Uh beer, beer brewed from human yeast. No. I don't think so. No. It's it's something about the human thing. Like blowing a blown a, a uh it's like oh the beard, like pour yeah, beer through <laughs> DJ's beard and drink it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd drink that, but we could sell that. I'm just saying. Filtered. Probably. We'll call it beard filtered. Yeah. Like I get it, and then we'll take the A and we'll make it B E E B E E R D. You know what you call it? Oh. Magic man. <laughs> he hates magicians, dude. The guy. Shut the fuck up, magicians. Jeff. Hold on, we'll we'll get into this in a minute. Wait, 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 uh, hold gotta, on, we'll we'll oh, we'll get into okay. this. We'll bring it up on the show. We'll we'll wrap this up though. We've been we've been going for quite a while now, so um, it's gonna be a lot to edit. So oh. I think. <laughs> I think we've like covered the joke. whole gamut tonight. We we started with coronavirus porn. We talked about a woman who brews her own beer in her in her. Uh, I don't even remember bladder. what, what the bladder. There her you go. Bladder basically. in her bladder, all the way to ten bizarre alcoholic drinks. We covered the St. Louis trip. We covered the XFL. We covered football. We covered everything tonight, guys. This is your one stop shop right here, Jeff. He narrows down his podcast. We're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is why I watch you guys. I I saw a lot of things, a lot of interesting things tonight that I would have never saw. So, I so we really you guys did have a theme: it. human body fluids. Like yeah, we we did have that. a theme. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, we took a week off. Uh, we're getting back into the swing. I think it'll get better and better as the show goes along. We're having a blast doing it. I want to thank my co-host, Jeff Watson, man. I couldn't do this without you, bro, with all the trips and everything. Jeff yeah, Hunt. thanks, Jeff. Thanks yeah, for coming man. on again. Uh, you bring a a very good atmosphere to the show. Uh, good energy. We, we love you hanging around. So thanks for I joining us, guys. This has been it. Dads at Drinks. This is the Double Speak Studios. I'm DJ. That's Jeff Watson. That's Jeff Hunt. And this is what we do. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.